Welcome to D-Comedy, our rewatch, review, whatever you want to call it podcast. This month, your D-commentators are me, Lucas. And me, Emma. And joining us today is our very beloved guest. Dylan. Thank yes. you, Lucas. Our yes. sports commentator. Our sports D-commentator. Yes, he is Honestly, our sports D-commentator. Yeah. That, yeah, he's he's Color commentator. Himself. The only time he didn't do sports was Ultimate Christmas Present, if I remember correctly. Mm. Every other time yeah. was a sports movie. But... Uh, is this a sports movie? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I will admit, guys, up top, I did think for the entire film that this was a fake sport that they invented for the movie. I now am informed that this is a real thing that mm-hmm. people do, so I'm sorry mm-hmm. to that community, but have never heard of it before or ever seen it with my own eyeballs. Nope. I only knew of it because of its existence in this movie, because today we are here to talk about Johnny Kapahala back on board, the sequel everyone wanted to the original Johnny Tsunami. <laughs> Eight did years it, later. Did everyone want this? <laughs> I was under the impression, and I had never seen this movie, because, again, a few things about this, guys. My first note is, this looks so much better than the original Johnny Tsunami, mm-hmm. like, quality-wise, and I did realize it's eight years later. That's Something how long like the that, break yeah. is between the two movies. So, technology had advanced, but I was under the impression that back on board, and it took place in Hawaii, that it was this was going to be a surf movie. It's no. not... It's not a surf movie. They decided, well, you'd think so, because the first one was a snowboarding movie with some surf elements. And so they're like, oh, let's make the sequel. He goes back to his roots. Back, back on to, board. Back on, on board. Back to surfing. No, they decide to go a third, more confusing <laughs> and less universally understood route. That is a mountain slash dirt boarding. Um, which honestly, we say that that's not really the main plot of the movie is about the sport. No, not, not at all. What no. you just said, Luke, could be used to describe this entire movie. This movie, I was looking at it down the barrel, and every time that you think that it's going to go in a direction that makes sense, it takes a third, more confusing option mm-hmm. that is less exciting, less conventionally thrilling as yeah. a plot point. And also kind of bizarre. Like, there are moments in the film you're like, all right, this is definitely the most important, like, <laughs> part for these characters right now. And then the characters are just like, actually, no, let's just, like, do this or have this competition, because this yes. is way more important yeah. than, yes. like... than a wedding or something else. Yeah, no shit. Okay, first of all, I had a note that we'll get to later, but I had a note. I looked, I told Luke, I was like, Luke, pause the movie. And I was like, we're 51 minutes in and I still don't know what the main conflict of this movie is. I was like, who's, I was like, I was like, what's the big, the big game? Like, what's the contest? What's the most important thing? There was like 16 different problems, like a wedding, a surf shop, a rival dirt board business, like, <laughs> and like, like family drama with this kid who didn't want an old man for his dad. Like, yeah. there were so many little problems, but I was like, what am I supposed, what is the big issue here? Because there really wasn't one. Because you can't make a Johnny Tsunami sequel and not have it ever everything be solved by a sports contest. They say everything gets solved by a sports contest, but not really. No, not particularly, but th- no. you bring up a good point. This family lives for just pissing contests. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, like, they say that they in, li- the, in the they, movie. They, they do. They, they live for it. They settle their they settle their scores with their skills. Yeah, they, they say that word for the, word. The Kapahala family is, is absolutely all about history is written by the winners. They... 
they are all about winning no matter what the game. Let's get into this cast. Yes, let's like, just, just, just start. Let's just get into the movie. Yeah. I want to start with talking about the fact Johnny Tsunami himself has grown, I would say, conservatively seven feet tall, <laughs> and his voice has gone seven octaves yeah, deeper. Yeah, he's like a, he's like a man. He's an, he is a man. He's yeah. no longer, he's back on board with being a man, like mm-hmm. with, <laughs> like, full adulthood. Yeah. Uh, the grandpa looks much older mm-hmm. than he did in the bit. first movie. All, I think it's just because he has shorter hair. They shorten his hair. Or he shortened it. I don't know if they made it. We never Googled this, but I think they recast the mom. They think they recast the mom. I think the dad and the grandpa are the same, though. Yeah, but, you are correct. Yeah, but the biggest recasting... They recast the best friend. <laughs> they recast... With someone that looks nothing like no. the original guy. Because the original guy was Lee Thompson Young, J- Jackson... And so it's like, I, I understand maybe he didn't want to come back and do this, or maybe he was too old, because I think he was significantly older than... Uh, I could understand why he saw this script and passed. Yeah, but so, but hang on, let's get into him in a second. So we start no, off... No, I need to get into it right uh, now. No, because it's literally the opening scene. It's, it's so, a dream sequence. Who the fuck cares? Yeah, it's it's a, a waste of my time. It's a, no, it's a dream sequence. He snowboard, surf, whatever. They get, he's driving in a car, he's falling asleep in his car, and we get a bunch of exposition. Not at the car. wheel. His Not, parents no, are no, driving. No, parents are driving. <laughs> Um, he said, they're like, hey, we're back in Hawaii. Your grandpa's getting married. That's why we're here. We need to go into the city for business for a couple days. So we will disappear from a huge chunk of this movie. Yeah, which I also thought was immediately turned me off to this movie because, uh, the whole point of the first movie was the dad learned that business isn't that important and he's just ditching his son for the majority of the time they're in Hawaii. Oh, also general thoughts. This movie is crazy, but I... I didn't hate it. It's got, it's got something to it that I kind of enjoyed. Where do you guys, where do you guys think they filmed this? Uh, New Zealand. A screensaver? Because there's a lot of shots that look like a screensaver. I think they shot some things in front of a screen. That's saver. also true, but I could, I could, I, because I've watched so much Power Rangers, I know what New Zealand looks like. Is that because Hawaii, objectively, is much closer to Los yeah, Angeles, but it's to really Hollywood? Cheap to is it cheap New- to film it's in really, New Zealand? It's really, it's a lot cheaper, yeah. Yeah, that's why Power Rangers does mm-hmm. it there. Um, but so, they're like, we gotta go to the city for a few days. Uh, and he's like, well, what am I gonna do? I don't wanna go to the city, I wanna go spend time with my grandpa. And they're like, don't worry, we got you a ride with an old friend. And he pulls up, and there's a guy sitting in the tr- car. And I go, who is that? Yeah, yeah. who's that? Yeah, and <laughs> we, yeah, we literally said, we were like, oh, I bet that's one of, like, his friends from Hawaii, maybe. Because in the beginning of the yeah. first Johnny Tsunami, there's, like, some Hawaii friends that you don't get to learn their names or anything. And so I was like, oh, I bet that's one of them. What a, like, what an easy way to connect the two movies, huh? But no, it's Sam, J- Jackson's character for the first movie. And they make that clear because, like, they're driving, he gets in his car and they're like, yo, I haven't seen you so long, good to see you. And he's like. But he like, was his friend from Vermont. Why yes. would he be in Hawaii? Because he's not from Vermont. He was an army kid, Emma. They moved around and he always moved around cold places. I will drop this after I get this one piece out. So everybody shut up while I say this. From a fucking production standpoint, if you are filming a sequel to a movie eight years later and you cannot get back one of the original actors and you're moving the location of the movie to a place where that actor wouldn't need to be, if you're moving it from Vermont to Hawaii where that actor never lived... Or but that character never lived. Why would you bring back the character <laughs> since you don't have the actor? Just introduce a new character. Emma, I'll tell you why. He's a handyman. He's necessary in this film. He, like... He helps... Was like, he a handyman before? No. No. But in this film, his job is a driver, 
a, a store like a, a store clerk, computer guy even, for a second. Yeah, he literally helps this family like with everything possible. Yeah, but, but I, Emma's totally right though. Like this didn't need to be Sam. There's just absolutely make no. A new I agree. Friend. It could have yeah, been anyone. It could have been anyone. It could have been anyone. And like, why did they just do that thing? We're like, oh yeah, we're just gonna pretend that this guy who is different height, build, face shape than Lee Thompson. Like he looks nothing like him. Not even Not an look. Like, and they, I was like, just make it a different character. It didn't make a lot of sense to me, and it absolutely drove me crazy. But whatever. Uh, yeah, they. We have I have like six notes about this. <laughs> I need to go through. I just deleted them all because I got through most of it. I think I'm like it. Why would he be in Hawaii? <sighs> that, so they explain why he's in Hawaii. Because if you remember correctly, at the end of the first Johnny tsunami, he says that his dad is shipping out to Iceland. Ha ha ha! Because he only goes cold places. He's in Iceland for four years, and then he finds out he's moving to Hawaii. So he's been living in Hawaii for about three years, as far as we can tell. Because I uh, that the other implication of that that it's only been four years, which is goddamn impossible. Because Johnny Kapahala is, is both freaking, of them are men. Yeah, and so he picks him up. And he's like, oh yeah, I've been loving Hawaii. He also has a weird thing where he's like constantly like, yeah, women are hot, and he like sees women walking by the side of the road, and he's just like, oh, I love summer, and it's just kind of like mm. there's that weird bit later where they hold up a bikini and. Like best time yes. of the year, yeah. Like <laughs> yes. you're like turned and, and then on. The, the, the mom's like, "Oh, I have teenage son who's looking for puss all summer." Yeah, <laughs> and well, then she also like takes the bikini away from them. She's like, "Give me that, 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 that sinful garment's turning you on." I'm like, "What teenage boy is turned on by just a bikini hanging on a fucking hanger?" I need to amend Dylan's statement. It's Hawaii. It's surfing for puss, uh, and the tide is high. <laughs> is um, it no? Because neither of them get ass. Like, I you know. Even land with I know they don't have time. They're hanging out with a twelve year old the yeah. whole time. It was. Kind of a cock block. Oh, also, speaking of the 12-year-old, when he's in the car with his parents, the dad mentions that he's mar- the grandpa is married uh, to this lady named Carla. Grandpa Squeeze, you mean? Yes. And they haven't met her, but apparently she has a son who will become the dad's stepbrother and Johnny's new uncle. And they ha- they know nothing about him, which is insanity. That they would never, that they would never say anything or... about it. They just know his name is Chris. Um... And other than that, they're just like, yeah, can't wait to meet the guy who I'm going to be family with. Yeah. But so while he and Sam are driving down this dirt road, all of a sudden the camera pans and we see some people on skateboards. No, they're not They're bound boards, but I was trying to introduce it to a way the audience that makes sense. For all of the people out there like me, normal people with lives and loved ones who don't know what the (laughs) fuck this is and thought this was a fake sport, what it is to describe to you guys is just a larger skateboard with kind of almost like a wakeboarding like thing where you would like it kind of like where you put your feet into it. Yeah, you lock your feet um, you in. You lock your straps. feet in as opposed to just like a skateboard which you're standing on. So you're locking your feet in, and there's like big ass like fucking Tonka truck wheels on it instead of just like like that would mm-hmm. like be for like off roading kind of. Yeah. And that's what these fucking idiots are riding down like mountains. It's like snowboarding without the snow. You like carve down the mountain on these wheels, basically. And so it looks objectively incredibly dangerous. It like, does. It looks yes. insanely dangerous. Yeah. If you fall, you're locked into the board, and you just fucking eat. You can't hop off. You're just mm-hmm. eating shit yeah. on ground instead of snow. Yeah. Also, we call Dylan our sports commentator. Dylan, are you familiar at all with this sport? I was not before before <laughs> this film, to be completely honest. Uh, the Now, the only time I've seen a resemblance of this, I think, was in... Oh, Rocket Power? Yes, yeah, they, do it, they do it in Rocket Power. I just Yeah, remember. don't they? They go... They Funny enough, they go to New Zealand. Yes. For, like, an all-sports tournament, and I'm yeah. pretty sure they're mountain boarding There is a mountain boarding in Rocket point. Power. That is absolutely 100% accurate. Something about... This sport seems like only people in like New Zealand do it. And that, and not, then no, no offense to our listeners in New Zealand, but you guys have a reckless you know, joy to maybe, believe about you that actually, people in the States don't Actually, this is a really have. good, you raise a really good question. 
maybe the reason it's mountain boarding is not because they said no surfing. Maybe like it's a, like they don't do as big surfing in New Zealand as they do in Hawaii. Like in Hawaii, they do the curl surfing, like the tube surfing. Maybe they don't do that as much in New Zealand. And so they're like, we can't shoot in New Zealand and do the surfing no, for Johnny Tsunami. So what is sense. popular in New Zealand? That Mountain boarding. So Let's roundabout. go with that. That's so roundabout. And this is the part where my note is, it's not about surfing. To, and I said that out loud to Luke and Luke was like, no. And I was like, I am in for a ride. No. Because I thought for sure this movie was about surfing. It also doesn't make any sense that it's called Back on Board because he's never ridden a mountain board before this movie. It's, no. It, I think it's just back on some sort of board. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I guess. Because apparently, because, the, yeah. He, he's but just, he never got off the board. Whatever. Yeah, no, I, I was about to touch on this, but like, he's a genius on any board like it doesn't matter what it is but so sam drops johnny off at his grandpa's house um he finds out that chris has been like staying oh wait also there was an amazing point uh dylan we were watching this movie and chris goes is that his name the kid yes no who the fuck is the friend sam sam Sam. Sam looks at looks at johnny cavajala and under it, it he does kind of mumble it but he goes right on surfs up and luke goes what was luke turns to me and goes is that Hawaiian? And I was like, no, that's fucking English. He I goes, didn't hear it, okay? <laughs> He's like, is he speaking Hawaiian? He said it very like, breathy, and my like, ears don't no, respond to that well, okay? No. Excuse you me, You were dead princess. serious with that, and I was like, what? If you do want to talk about Hawaiian, though, every time the grandpa says Pono in yep. this, mm-hmm. take a shot, and you're you'll dead. be dead. You're, you're dead. dead. You're dead. Ten minutes in. Ten minutes in. And also... Literally, yeah. What is Pono? I think it just means... No, so I looked it up, and it's no. like an Italian, like... Or, <laughs> Italian. <laughs> Hawaiian. <laughs> I was like, that's a plot twist I didn't yeah. see coming. It's Italian. <laughs> it's like a Hawaiian word for, like... It's not like righteousness, or like... He uses it as a term for Johnny, but then he also uses it as like an adjective. You know, where he's, he's like, yeah. you gotta keep everything pono. He, does, he like, says that once. Like every, that yeah, like sense. right, like things are in order, like chill, I don't know. He also calls Chris, he calls Chris it sometimes. But, um, but see, so he gets to the house, he sees nobody's there, but someone's clearly been in his room, and he's like, huh. And so he goes down to the beach, and he sees the grandpa with someone on a surfboard, a kid on a surfboard, trying to surf. And, like, as Johnny walks up, the kid's like, surfing, stupid, meh! And he, like, kicks the surfboard and walks away, and Johnny's like, hey, grandpa, good to see you. And he's like, oh, Johnny, yeah, good to see you, too. And he's like, oh, man, you're giving lessons, you know? I bet it seems like it's not going so well. I hope, uh, I hope you didn't pay too much to get you to teach him. And he's like, uh, well... Actually, and then they get called away to dinner or something like that, and they don't have the conversation. Dude, were we going to breeze over, and I don't know if this is unacceptable for me to bring up, but here I go, the woman that his that this grandpa is marrying is yeah. objectively 60 years younger than She's him. very much younger than him. very much younger. And pretty attractive, too. Oh, like, beautiful. Guys, yeah. Hey, hey, you're making it sound like Johnny Tsunami is an attractive She's villain. A, Let's not get it twisted. He is attractive, but this is not an... I, I don't want... Age is just a number. Love is love, guys. But this is not an age-appropriate wife for this man. She is objectively the mom's age, if not younger than the mom. Mm. In scenes, they're, like, budding out, like, the Johnny's mom and her, and I'm like, yeah, because you guys are fucking peers. You probably went to high school together. Like, she is marrying this 80-year-old man, and I'm saying she's probably 40. Also, side thing... Did, did you notice they never call him Johnny Tsunami in this movie? No. Ne- neither the kid nor the they grandpa. They call him Johnny T. They call the, Johnny the police T. officer calls him Johnny T. Did, did they lose the rights to Johnny Tsunami and had to call him something else? Somebody just... saw the final cut of this thing and was like, we were not calling him Johnny Tsunami anymore. They took away the privileges. Yeah. Well, I was hoping you would also answer the question we had at the end of the first one, which is, is Johnny Kapahala Johnny Tsunami now? I guess he's not because no one calls him that. Uh, so yeah, at dinner, we meet Carla, 
and uh, she's, she's very young, very but no, very nice and like receptive. It's like cool, Johnny, love it. And they're getting married in like two, three days. Like it's mm-hmm. like happening. It's popping off. And it's like I hope you don't mind. Chris has been sleeping in your room because you know my house is so small. It's been busy with all wedding stuff, whatever. And he's like, yeah, don't worry about it. You know, I'm really excited to meet him. Like, although, you know, I don't know if he really want to hang out with me because, you know, I'm like a teenager and he's like an adult. I don't think it'll be that interesting. And they're just he like. He should have put the fucking pieces together when he saw he that He really woman. should have. Like, I, there, what, she has an adult son? Did she give yeah, birth she when she was 11? She has a yeah. son that's older than her, actually. <laughs> so they, they exchange some awkward glances and then he's like, what? And then you see the kid from earlier who hates surfing walk in. Also, it's Jake T. Austin for anyone involved. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, "Did Jake T. Austin get a DUI? I'm trying to Google it, and it's not coming up. I'm pretty sure he did. I I didn't hear about it. That's not good because he's already got two warnings from the uh, Oahu Police Department. <laughs> he does. He does. That was his third strike. That's hard time. But so he's I'm like, sure he did. oh, that's Chris, and he's like, yeah, your uncle's like, what do they say? He's like ten years old, nine, something mm, like that. Well, time has not I been think. his friend." He was in the Emoji movie. Good for mm. him. Also, I'm sure... Arrested last... Only... Ex-Disney star arrested last month for DUI. Jake T. Austin? Jake T. Austin. That's his third strike. Sorry, buddy. Uh, what were you going to say, Del? He's just a... Uh, damn. He is a bad egg. I don't know what to tell you. Like... <laughs> This kid sucked. Honestly. I fucking hated this kid. Yeah. And I know like, that's how you sucked. know you're getting old in these movies when you start siding with the adults. But like I was saying to Luke, it was actually refreshing to watch a Disney Channel original movie where our main character was like a mature adult. Yes. And like absolutely. was like the one. One of the who reasons was, I still kinda like this movie. He was reasonable and like understood that the yeah. parents needed help. And like the kid was just a prick. Which Val sits him down later and is like, yeah. hey, what the fuck, kid? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and also well, also uh, playing into what Emma said is, like, I give the movie, the filmmakers credit that, like, I really do feel like they were like, well, Johnny's arc is done. Like, we can't make him, like, can't, like, tell the same story with him again of him, like, realizing something about himself, whatever. Let's move him to, like, the mentor role and trying to help this kid who's going through, like, the same thing he was going through when he moved to Vermont in the first movie. That's a really interesting way to do a sequel, and I think it works pretty well because he, Jake T. Austin. We're saying we hate him, but he plays a prick very well in this movie because you hate annoying. him. It's annoying. It's a little one note. Like I kind yeah, of wanted him true. to go a little deeper. I wanted his dad to be dead. You know, even when it he didn't makes feel the, full circle. Even when he makes the switch to nice kid again, he's still unlikable, a dick. and he's it's never not likable. the acting's not that good. But so that goes to the next day. Um, oh, also something to point out is the grandpa is basically Johnny's co-star in this movie. He's in it like the most between him and Jake T. Austin. It's Johnny, J.T. Austin, and the grandfather. And I really like that because he was such a small part of the first movie. And they were like, let's give him a big freaking part in the second one. And it's really good because I like that actor a lot. He has a lot of charisma, uh, even if the writing form isn't he always He clearly there. has a lot of charisma. He convinced yeah. a fucking yeah. 40-year-old woman to marry him. <laughs> um, he's, also getting, he's also getting investors and the bank yeah, involved. Yeah, let's talk about that. So the next There's a day, struggling family business plot line, of course. So the next day we find out that the reason Carl and Chris are in Hawaii is because she inherited a surf shop from her dead father, apparently. And so she's come here to fix it up and get it running again. And Johnny agreed to help her, and they fell in love, and now they're getting married. But we It go- does feel a little bit like Carla's having an eat-pray-love situation. Like, her father died, she moved from Philly, and then was like, I'm leave- starting a new life in Hawaii to run a surf shack and uprooting my son, and now I'm going to marry an elderly man. And it sounds like she's trying to find herself through a lot of extreme life changes. Yes, because also, she's planned all these extreme life changes within a day of each other. Yes. It's all happening at the same exact time. Carla is a bit unstable. Yeah, or at least... Well, that's also- so that's also just decom to the max. Everything has 
to be the That's exact true. same day. That's uh, he's he's not wrong because like she's getting married in three days. The store needs to open in like three days. There's so many things that need to the happen. Rehearsal dinner is like happening, and on we top got of mountain boarding, of course. Yeah, oh, this is another great Disney Channel um constant that I absolutely love. Is where everything happens within like a three block radius yeah. like there's the surf shack that Carla is working on and then right across the street dirt is devils. the dirt devil's board and then right next to that is like the one store they go to and they're all just three things on the same mm-hmm. block yeah so we, we go into the surf shack it looks like a piece of garbage it looks like she's done absolutely no work to fix this place up yet which is insane because apparently that's why she's on the island uh and then he says well what do you need me to do uh grandpa like I'm always happy to help of course and he says here's the thing I need you to look after Chris. Chris, you know, is a bit of a shit. Because we can't have him running around and causing trouble while we're trying to get the store and the wedding going. Everything. And he's like, yeah, no problem. So we see Chris over at the Dirt Devil store talking to the dirt boarders we saw uh, when they were in the car. And so he pops over and he's like, yo, 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 what's up? My name's Johnny. Uh, I'm Chris's nephew, I guess. Don't worry about it. It's weird. And they're all, like, immediately kind of dicks to him. Mostly Instantly. the leader. It's like, I, especially in Hawaii, too, you would think, like, be like, oh, hey, what's up, man? Like, they were instantly, yeah. and like... And it's not even that. It's not even like it was in the first movie where it's like, oh, you're the new kid at school. And yeah. You're, like, hitting on this girl I like or whatever it was in the first movie. It was literally just like, hey, guys, I, my grandpa's owner just opened a story across the street. And I'm friends. And I, like, am related to this kid. You know, screw you, Johnny Kapahala. Yeah. Go and die in a hole. Also, you guys, they all have amazing names. They have names. amazing names. But it's like, hey, this is Spidey and this is Rooster. And Bo and, and, and Jer. And Bo and Jer. Yeah. And well, they're all great bully nicknames, but that's what I'm saying is we you're the only Jared is kind of the bully. And he has the normal name. Rooster and Spidey don't really get up to too much nonsense. Yeah. They're pretty unnamed. They're and the best second- thing that I Oh, really there's also need- Val, who's a girl. And so because she's a girl, I was like, oh, she's a I wrote down hot can, we girl ta- can we talk about Val for a sec? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. You know this is Hannah from Eddie's yes, Million is, Dollar Cook. This is Rose McIver, the cheerleader baseball player from Eddie's Million Dollar Cook. So she is just an absolute tomboy. Like, they took <laughs> this really actress this and, they, and they're like, let's typecast the shit out of her. As being with the guys at all times. That's also her role in her Power Ranger season, not gonna lie. So that's, yeah. she, she found her niche and she's playing to it. Dylan, did you feel comfortable to, like, seeing her put you back at ease because she was in that movie that you also reviewed? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Val, Val's an angel, honestly. She solves the whole film. Yeah. She does. She does. This is a good question, though, Dylan. I think when we watched Johnny Tsunami back in season one of the show... We weren't big fans of it. I think we rated it kind of low, and I personally remember not liking it that much. But Dylan, when I started this podcast, Dylan said, I love Johnny Tsunami. I had always loved it growing up. You are right. Dylan was supposed to be on the Johnny Tsunami episode, but uh, he forgot and didn't come. <laughs> and and so that's why I wanted him on for the well, I don't know about that. You, call, <laughs> you said you would be at my house at 7.30. I called you at 7.40 and to see how close you were. You said, oh, I'm in Chicago. I went to dinner <laughs> with my family. And I, we said, thanks, Dill. Um, <laughs> that's a classic. It's classic. <laughs> uh, but, but also, but here's what I'm saying. So someone who is genuinely a fan of the first Johnny Tsunami film, how did, what, what, is, what was your, like, vibe with this movie? I honestly don't hate it. Like, it's pretty decent. Decent. Like, right. it really I, is. I, I felt that way, too. But I was just wondering if, like, your appreciation for Johnny Tsunami added anything extra to it for you. Eh, I, I don't know. I wouldn't say, like, all that much. I mean, they definitely go... They try and go, like, several layers deep, like, in this one. Like, more so with the first, I feel like that was, like, oh, new kid and some bullying and, like, like shit like that. And then, like, he and his dad kind of their riffs. But this one, like, I think it went even more so with, like... 
Because the thing is, Chris fucking sucks in this. There's no doubt about it. But at the yeah. same time, it's like, yeah, he's obviously a kid for one. So he's a kid. So he fucking sucks. And then yeah. like two, like, yeah, you got your mom marrying like this old dude, like on an <laughs> island. And he's probably like, all right. And I don't know where I like fit in here. So let me try and like suck off Jared, this kid that oh, sucks. God. I like hate these kids. Yeah, because that's basically, that's actually a great transition. So basically, like, the vibe here with the Dirt Devils is that they're, like, this crew of mountain board road dogs, you know? And Chris oh, thinks yeah. they're so cool. Okay, but no, no, no. I want to talk about the 59-year-old man who's coaching them. Oh, God, Troy. They, Troy. They, oh, Troy. I have several questions about him yeah. and what his motives are with all these children. At one point in this scene, he says, I'm supplying the devil. To this team. And I'm like, that sounds like you're giving these kids drugs. That's what that sounds like to me. <laughs> this guy is not a role model. Let's no. put it that way. And, and, and this movie, I feel like, until the end, like the last like 10 minutes, can't decide who the bad guy is, if it's Troy or if it's Jared, before going all in on Troy. I decided it was him the minute I saw this old man making fun of children. I decided well, no, but that's what I'm saying guy. is that, like, in the beginning, he's not, like, mean. Like, he's like, oh, don't worry about Jared. Like, Whatever, he's kind of more welcoming. And then there's like a turn halfway through and then he's like, oh, I'm going to get those kapahalas. This movie doesn't follow a lot of formulas. It kind of like, like in the way that the first Johnny Tsunami was like a very formulaic decom, this one's trying to reinvent the wheel. One formula it follows to the T is the evolution of a cult in a movie where the Dirt Devils (laughs) is a cult. This man, Troy, is the leader. At the beginning, he is very charismatic and warm Mm -hmm. to outsiders because he's trying to get you to join He's called the godfather of dirtboarding. Yes, he's the godfather. He gives these children, like, a home. He drives them around. He's, like, got long hair. And then you start to see a shift once you're in the cult. Then you see the the, how the sausage is made, and he's terrifying. Yeah. I wrote multiple times that this is a cult, and I will stand by the the fact that it is. I I don't disagree agree with you but i i he's just a very weirdly written character before they just decide that he's the bad guy is all i'm trying to say but but anyway so he's talking to i the, mean it's weird that an old guy's hanging out with these kids doing yes, a stupid sport that's you're definitely you're not wrong they also they keep making fun of johnny for being hawaiian like they like they, he yeah, says things they, like like yeah so he walks up and he's like this is johnny he surfs he has a dirtboard and jared goes huh so Hawaii of you. And I'm like, you're in Hawaii, dude. You yeah. live in Hawaii. <laughs> that part was unbelievable. Yeah. Like, if like, I were Johnny, I'd be like, uh, who the fuck are you? Yeah. Are you kidding? You're in Hawaii, dude. Yeah, like, what are you talking Not about? Not are you in Hawaii. You fucking live in Hawaii, you dingleberry. Yeah. Like, what? Like, this is where you live. Yeah, Shut what up. does that mean? <laughs> uh, then, yeah, Troy comes out and is just like, yo, what's up? Mountain boarding. Chill. And he's like, okay, whatever. And then, but like, we also get exposition that they're like a team of mountain boarders that want to like, you know, succeed at mountain boarding and mountain board their way off the island. Dude, so it's what? Like- but you, no, you're right. Because I, I wanted to bring this up. Is this like? And later they go to that pro demo. Is yeah. this a professional sport? Like that's what I'm saying. I don't think the Dirt Devils are professionals because they're like teenagers. No, no, they're not. I just but mean, I think like, there's. I'm sure there's professional dirt boarding. That's got to be a thing, or at the very least, in 2007 or whenever this was made, it had to have been. But do these kids are there other dirt boarding like teams in Hawaii or even California or something? Like, are they competing at all, or they're just like they just jerk themselves off the whole time? What is the end goal here? Is my question. Like, that's what I think. That this what. Dylan's kind of asking too like I have like do you go to the X Games yeah I don't know that's what me and Emma were saying like once we got to the end of this movie and we're like um okay I guess that we're doing a race now I didn't realize this was a racing sport 
Um, like had, had, <laughs> that was insane. Yeah, had, that was insane. I, Dylan, I looked at Luke and I went, "Did they just teach us the rules to this sport in the last ten minutes yep. of this movie?" No, I think in the last ten they decided what the rules are, <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh, that, that's the sport." They were like, you're going to race down. You have to perform three tricks over three bumps. And like, and there's points. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? I thought you just go down the mountain. But what, that's what I was saying. is So the way this would go in order for that to make sense and to like have their whole we want to get sponsors and do this professionally thing make sense is that like they there's some big event coming up that the Dirt Devils are competing in. And, like, they need to win it in order to get sponsors. But then, uh-oh, Johnny's going to show up and be really good at dirtboarding. And then they're going to have a head-to-head race. But that's not at all what happens. No, we're going to have it. Johnny barely dirtboards. Yeah, he really doesn't dirtboard that much in this movie. Like, the f- whole first movie is about him learning to snowboard. This movie, it's like a montage, and he's the best dirtboarder on the face of Hawaii. Yep. Um. Yeah, well, like we were saying, so Chris really wants to join these dirt devils. He thinks they're so cool, and he really just wants a place to belong. But also doesn't make any sense, because he's, like, 10, and they're all clearly, like, 17, 18, yeah. like they're young adults, but whatever. So then, like, Jared, of course, being the asshole, is like, hey, we're about to head up and do some dirtboarding. Why don't you come with? And Chris is like, yeah. Johnny's like, yeah. And Chris is like, no. And Johnny's like, nah, I'm coming with. And so they go up and dirtboarding. Johnny just tries it apropos of nothing and, of course, eats major face. He just sucks right up the gate. Sta- he stacks is yeah, what they call it. stacks is what they say. Don't they make fun of him, people, for wearing helmets at a certain point? I'm like, yes. okay, Disney. Like, oh, not like yeah, Troy's like safety cards. first. Like, dude, what? You guys all wear helmets. Also... Well, we've already learned that Troy's a fucking enabler for, uh, you know, <laughs> recklessness. He is an enabler. But yeah, he's the adult, and Troy's the one that's making fun of them for safety. I'm like, you are in charge of their lives, you psycho. They're also, like, trespassing to do these trails. Like, he's, like, saying, like, here's all this gear to go board down this mountain that you don't own. Like, and also, this is where I said again, this looks fucking impossible. This sport looks insanely dangerous and hard. Yeah. But Johnny Stacks... Whatever. And then Chris is like, see, you can't dirtboard. That's why I'm going to be a dirt devil. And Jared's like, uh, you're not a dirt devil until I say you're a dirt devil. And Chris is like, how can I be a dirt devil? And he's like, you got to go down the devil's toilet or whatever they call this it. This feels like the Manson cult. Like, I truly <laughs> believed that, like, he was going to have to kill someone to get into the dirt devils. That's how well, serious that Someone it. might be himself based on what yes, happens later. Several times in this film, Jared and or Jared Troy are like, yeah, you basically, like, it's do or die. Yeah. Literally. Jared kid. is okay 12 with this year old kid. And also, like, Jared's old. Jared appears to be, like, Johnny's age. And yeah. like, this kid is an 11-year-old child, and he's, mm-hmm. like, just fucking I hate risk to, your life. I, I hate to tell you, Jared, you're going to court if something happens to this kid, because you absolutely, like, did, you enabled him, like, we, as we said. Val is also, like, immediately open for business for Johnny, which I wrote bit, that yeah. oh, here. immediately. She's, she's like, yeah, you're kind of slow with this. She's like, hey, dude, I'm, I'm down. She's like, definitely she's definitely flirting with him, absolutely. She's flirting yeah. with him hardcore here, yeah. but then I realized, I wrote she's open for business, but now, like, that note doesn't make so much sense because nothing ever really happens with them in the end. Nope. But it's so clear. It's so clear. Yeah, I, I mean, all, all we get is her giving him her phone number and then that's it. There's no trying to And they're like the adults. Cheek. These people are fucking old. Like they could have definitely kissed. Oh yeah. And also it's odd because at the the first five minutes of the film, Johnny, you know, makes like a few comments. They look at those like chicks on the street, like, and then you got the whole bikini scene and like he just isn't getting the hint. It's also so funny that, like, they keep looking at girls in bikinis, and there's all these, like, plot points of, like, yeah. bikinis, Hawaii, hot. Val is never pictured in anything other than a long, baggy men's short. <laughs> she is constantly, even when they are teaching her to surf, I was like, does she have fucking 
uh, pants on. And then I realized that's just how long her shorts was. It's like she's wearing jean co jeans in every single short. And then like long shirt, long sleeve shirts. Like I'm like, can we just see like maybe a t-shirt, maybe a boy short, just something a little bit more form fitting or flattering? No, long, long men's shorts in every scene. Um, so they're, they're at this devil's toilet thing. They're, but Chris is about to go over, but then a cop shows up and is like, you're trespassing, get out of here. The dirt devils run off, but he managed but who, to get. Doesn't someone say Hunami at one point? And then I was infuriated because I was like, he never even brought up that his name was Johnny Tsunami. Oh, maybe, yeah. Jared literally is like Johnny Hunami. And I'm like, what, how the fuck would you know what his nickname that's is? That's a you good just point. Met him. Yeah, that's a good point. Yes, I think I have that note somewhere too. But so they get hauled in by this police officer. Takes him back to je- to the grandpa, and he's like, these kids were trespassing, whatever. And Johnny immediately is like, hey, it's my fault. I went out there. I wanted Chris to show me. I just didn't know. He covers my bad. One. But no one believes him. <laughs> it's like, they just, they're like, hey, Chris, we know this was all you. Because they know ta- he's a dick. Yeah. yeah, they know the kid. Yeah, they know he sucks. We're taking away your, we're taking away your dirt board and go to bed. And he's like, ah, he just, a lot of his acting is just like, ah, like just angrily yelling to the heavens. 60% of his scenes are him storming through yeah. that dining room and like slamming yes, the door to absolutely. the room. And for some reason, and here's my thing, is he's mad at Johnny for some reason for this. And he did nothing to the situ- for the situation to happen. He, Not at all. He, he tried covering for him. Anything you think that would endear him to Chris, but no, he's no, just he's like it's all Johnny's fault. Um, yeah, he's an ungrateful little bitch. Honestly, yeah, the, like the kid sucks. Yes. Um. So then they go to the store the next day, and uh, the grandpa tells Johnny. Well, he got, the grandpa's going to get a haircut, and is in like a suit, and Johnny is like freaked out. That he's and he's in the suit, and he tells him like, "Well, I got to go meet with some people from the bank." And, uh, they're like, the bank is like, yes, there's a, she needs to open the store. Carla needs to open her store by a certain day. Otherwise it's like gonna not ever happen, which is like the most roundabout way to say the bank is like threatening to foreclose on them if they don't open the store or something. The rules of this were so, I was so in the weeds with the rules of this. Like, and, I, and like, I don't get it. Again, it's literally just DCOM kind of phoning it in. Yes. I'm like, yeah, the arbitrary day that has to be this day and the same right. day as the wedding. But so then he goes into the store and it's freaking immaculate now. All of the merchandise is all set up. The displays are all ready. It's been a day and they turned like a like a freaking haunted house setup into a fully functional surf, surf shop. It's insanity. Which, th- this isn't the first time they, they do it in the film either. What do you mean? Oh yeah, they transform it again. There's a second Oh yes, yes, yes. You're absolutely right. I like, I, I, I don't know. Time must, it might, this must be like the hyperbolic time chamber where like a year passes in that oh, yes. store for a day outside. So, uh, Sam also shows up and is like checking out the store. He's like, wow, it looks good. And this is what we were saying. Like, he's like trying to get the computers working. He's like, oh, the server must be down. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, why does Sam know these, these things? But okay. <laughs> so they're all supposed to be keeping an eye on Chris, but Chris runs off to the dirt devils and they're like, they're keeping an eye on him through the window, but then they see this him. This happens. Dead. Every five minutes of this movie, Chris runs off to the Dirt Devils. It yes. gets a little old. Do you know what also happens? Is these kids going in Troy's van to an unknown <laughs> location. They are always in a van. Again, I don't trust Troy at all. Not even a little bit. Troy. I would never trust Troy with my children. I would never, never trust anyone named Troy, if I'm being quite honest. Mm, that's true. Even Bolton? Oh, what? No, you got me there, Dylan. You broke me. Yeah, I said a stupid thing and you knocked me right down. Good on Yeah, you. shut the fuck up. Yep, you're right. <laughs> um, But so, they see him getting in... This on March van. <laughs> yeah, now that I'm saying it out loud, it sounds even worse. They watch a 12-year-old boy climb into an unmarked van. <laughs> with multiple other children and an old man. <laughs> with the word with the word devil written on the van. <laughs> it doesn't sound great when you lay it out like that. Uh, yeah, and so they get in the van, they're like, oh, snap, we gotta chase after him. 
Because then we get, like, a, a mini car chase scene where they're, like, following them or whatever. But then they land on the docks. This was such a pointless part of this movie. It, it's really confusing why they needed to include this part. Well, I think, as we'll probably talk about, but I think it was just to show that, like... You know, oh, Johnny's, like, good at skating and stuff. Like, Johnny's good at everything. And the Dirt Devil, Dirt Devils, like, even Jared was like, holy shit, like, these guys can, like, board and stuff. And it's just one more thing. Chris is like, all right, I guess fuck me. Like, no yeah, one cares. Is, like, yeah, this is the only time where I was kind of like, I get where Chris is coming from. Like, it's not an adult thing that you would say, because he's a kid, I get it. But again, these are all, like, 17-year-olds. Yeah, Chris, yeah. you're 12, dude. Absolutely. Yeah, again. But, like, so Troy, apparently, apparently he does, Troy genuinely does like Chris, because he found out he couldn't dirtboard and set up this whole ob- skateboarding obstacle course on a barge that's just docked. Somebody just yeah. rented this barge. He's like, oh, like, I got a buddy. Yeah, he's what? got a buddy with a barge. Everybody knows a guy. <laughs> Guys, that's because Troy's definitely hid children's bodies on a barge. Like, <laughs> think, think, use your brains. Why does he have a buddy with a barge? But it was just like, why, if you're going to set up a skate obstacle course, why would you do it right next to the ocean? That seems like like a horrible place for it uh but so they're all like grinding and going up and down the ramps or whatever and johnny's like yo let me hop in there and they're like please after the display you put out on the dirt board i don't think you can handle it and he's like oh really and then he goes up there and he starts shredding away also this this is where we get the first inkling of my biggest problem with this movie which is well two big problems with the movie one is someone on behind the scenes loved shaky cam Luke when they were boarding the barge I swear to god I was watching the Blair Witch Project it's like someone was <laughs> tossing the camera to their friend and yeah. that, those were the shots we were getting like it was so, so insanely shaky so ridiculous I was like so, can someone just hold this guy's hand for a second like they weren't even skating yet they were talking I was literally like are we currently on the open ocean like I, like, I thought he was getting rocked with like yeah, that waves because we were I thought we were standing on solid ground but like maybe we weren't because that guy was not well no and that's with and so that's problem one problem two is that whenever anyone's doing any sports action in this movie they decide to apply like 16 filters over it yeah there's like it's like infrared and shit yeah what is that it's like black and white like grainy like sepia this is is gonna date me i don't know if you guys had this when you guys were going to college when you first got your macbook when you went to college and they had that little photo booth thing there Mm -hmm. with all the different filters and it was like infrared and like the four different colors and like black and white grainy and you would take selfies with your friends on the macbook absolutely and that's what it looks like they put every shot through and i think it was to disguise the fact that this was not actually them skating ever I think that's probably why they use some filter work, if I had yeah, to guess. Probably. It's definitely, yeah. it's definitely yeah. stunt people that probably looked nothing like them. I will say, I might have just solved the shaky cam issue. What if this the cameraman was also on a skateboard? That would make some <laughs> sense, yes. But for scenes where they're just standing, he didn't need to be on a skateboard. I don't know. I don't know. And it's like, that was a classic decom of like, they definitely saw that and were just like, we're not going to shoot it again. We only had the barge that one day. Like, fuck yeah, it. Like, they too. just couldn't yeah, fix probably. it. But so they, they, <laughs> Sam and Johnny start shredding and the dirt dogs are like, whoa, they're actually really good. And like, uh, they explain this away being like, hey, they, well, you got to do something in Vermont when it's not snowing. And it was, it's such bullcrap because if you were that good at skateboarding, you would have been way, way better at mountain boarding. Agreed. He literally got on the mountain board and, okay, yeah, it's like off road. It's on some grass and dirt, but he's like, oh, what is this? Some, what? But then he can like shred a skateboard. That was ridiculous. Yeah, so while and while, so while he's shredding on his board, Chris just takes off all his gear and just starts walking away. And then they're just like, huh, man, where did, uh, 
where did Chris go? And so they have to chase him down. And then we, they, they're in a car and they find him walking on the side of the road. And he's got like a little like shillelagh, like a little walking stick. And I thought that was really funny <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. And he, and Johnny's just like, Chris, Chris, I'm so sorry. And I was like, what, what are you sorry for? You didn't do literally anything wrong. And Chris, and this is what I'm saying is where I understand where Chris is coming from, is he's like, I'm trying to impress these guys, and then you just show up and blow me out of the water, and obviously, you know, you're Johnny Kabbalah, and you're great at everything. Like, you're stealing my thunder, man. And, like, he's all pissed off about it. And I was like, okay, that's a, a, a normal thing a kid would be upset about. I was on board yeah. for that. Yeah, I, I love Johnny. Yeah, Johnny's just like, dude, I'm a fucking beast. I don't know what to tell yeah. you. But the weird like, thing I'm not going apolo- to apologize for being a G. But what's <laughs> Yeah, but what's weird is that in the dirt board, that made sense because Chris is better than Johnny at dirt boarding at this mm-hmm. point because he's practiced that. But we didn't even see him try and skateboard. Like, he didn't yeah. even try. He was just like, well, frick, Johnny's too much better than me. I can't even... It it's not like he was like, yo, Val, check me out what I'm trying to do. Or Jared, yeah, check out this Yeah, also, this 11-year-old wanted to get in Val's pants. And, like, yeah, you know what? Better luck like, next time, bitch. Like, I, like, have enough self-awareness to know you're not old enough for her. Yeah, like, he has he a weird kid He was mad at Johnny because she literally liked Johnny. And I'm like, I'm sorry that Johnny is a G, good at everything, and also old enough to date this girl. And you haven't yeah. hit puberty yet, dude. He, like, I just felt like, I know you're saying that this was, like, a legit thing. But, like, I'm team Johnny. And I think Dylan is, too. Like, sorry that he's better than you at everything. He's older than yeah, you. No, like, no, get it, over yourself. That's what I'm saying. But he's a kid, so it makes sense that he would be angry. As an adult, it's like, whatever. But what's also weird is that he's like, man, they all love you now. And I was like, they have all explicitly hated him except for Val. There's been no evidence that they like him. Yeah. What happens next? I don't even Uh, know. Then then we get a shot, and this is, you know, they gotta stay true to the original film. We get a shot of Johnny and the grandpa walking on a beach. Because that, that, that was everywhere in the first movie. And he's just like, uh, listen up, man. Really need you to, uh keep helping out Chris. He's in a tough spot and it would really mean a lot to me and Carla and would make our lives so much easier. And he's like, but Grandpa, he sucks so much. And the Grandpa's like, yeah. Fair. And the Grandpa's like, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, look, and he's like, look I can't deal with it. I'm yeah. listening, man. The gra- the, yeah, the Grandpa's like, I'm too old for this shit. Like, yeah, yeah, he basically says that, pretty much. It's awesome. So, then he's like, you just gotta keep trying. And he's like, okay, but he really doesn't seem to like me. But then he's like, you know what? I got an idea. I think I might have a way to, to make him like warm up to me and it's the most insane idea on the face of the planet because we cut to him and sam sneaking into chris's room while he's asleep and putting a pair of headphones on him and then they back to the future him where he like this was crazy yeah this it's was a bad plan yeah and, and it's just not clear what you're trying to do because they play like heavy metal music really really loud and he like he's like ah and like freaks out and also doesn't make any sense like that makes sense in back to the future because they didn't have like headphones and so he wouldn't like know what was going on but he's just like like what made more sense if they like poured cold water on him or something but they went with this for whatever also reason. just really quickly before we get into this whole day that where they go off you know what i'm glad that johnny's stepping up but carla needs to put her parent pants on like she's the one that uprooted this kid and like drug him to hawaii and now she's marrying this old guy and she is like nowhere to be found the first two-thirds of this movie and it's like johnny you gotta figure out what to do with this kid and i'm like johnny didn't have a kid in high school like this is not his child like how about his mom Mom parents him. I was very frustrated with that. Well, she's got a wedding to plan and a shop to set up. Carla's very busy. Master of her own misery. <laughs> Fucking schedule things better, Carla. What even happened now? Um. Well, this is where they like decide to. Uh, yeah, we're gonna blackmail you with this. Yes, yeah, like, because video Sam because he's... because Sam is filming him as he's freaking out, and then they're like, "Oh, whoa! Check out this funny video. I'm gonna go show all the dirt devils." 
And he's like, give it back, give it back. And they're like, no, 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 no. You just got to spend the day with us and actually like make an effort to bond with your new nephew and then we'll delete the video, okay? And he's like, fine, whatever. Did we ever get to the part, or is this coming later, where he teaches Val how to surf? That happens before this. Oh, this that does happen. Oh, this already, right yeah, that, yeah, that, that was like the day then she wrote her number for him. That was all before this. Yes, you are right. That is before this. Val, a girl who knows what she wants and goes for it, just shows up, up shows up at his house, unprompted. Right by his car. It's like, hey. And is, yeah, and is like, hey, so you're going surfing? That's cool. I always want to learn, but, uh, I never got the chance and he's like oh you know I, 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 I could teach you and she's like really and then we get a super intimate montage of him and her it practicing open, surfing open for business yep. like he is teaching her it like they are laying on a beach at one point Luke thought they were actually laying side by side on surfboards he's teaching her how to get up in the sand yeah. Luke thought they were laying on top of yeah, each other horizontally <laughs> It looks like it's it. understandable. It's it, it beautiful. Beautiful it's a romance. Moment. It's a romantic montage. And she's covered in fabric, just absolutely in shorts that are billowing around her as she's trying to surf. Like, no wonder she can't stand up. She's logged down with water. Like, it's so much fabric. Yeah, and I think also Chris, like, sees them, like, come back and is, like, He's scowling. jealous. Yeah, he's again. jealous because he's got a kid crush on Val. And, like, yeah, she's just like, hey, I had a great time today. And he's like, yeah, I really did, too. And then she's like... Writes her no, number on his hand. So th- this then that's why I brought up because it now pays off when they do this day. Yes. But like it is also just weird that like they went zero to sixty with that relationship. They were like in the twilight, laying in the sand together, uh-huh. laughing. He's teaching her how to surf, giving her a number, and like they don't even kiss at the end of this movie. Nope, like nope. they go zero to sixty in the first twenty minutes and then forget about it completely. Yes, and it's not. And like there's a thing they introduce later on where they like they, they kick her out of the Dirt Devils for like associating with the enemy, I guess. But that literally nothing comes of that. She's no. like, she just stops wearing Dirt Devil stuff. It's not like she like, like like we like I was saying, I was expecting like, okay, there's gonna be some big race, and now that Val and Johnny have an established relationship, Val is gonna race with Johnny and not the Dirt Devils against the Dirt Devils for against like a the Dirt Devils, war, but and that never happens. Not what happens. Actually, that would have kind of been sick if the ending were like. Yeah, maybe Johnny, Chris, Val, like, and fucking Sam, Sam yeah. racing against the Dirt Devils. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I was expecting. And, this movie and just that's not that. what happens. So on the day where he, they, like, blackmail him into hanging out with them, yeah. which was weird, they go to Val's house. That's yeah. like the first time. Oh, she's Val, loaded. Shit, yeah. Val's loaded with a capital L. Yeah. She lives yeah. in, like, a mansion. She has, like, 16 fucking ATVs, mm-hmm. a million dirt boards, a lot of shorts for men that she wears. The throwaway line. Line that her mom lives in Chicago. Shocked yeah. she's not dead. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's I, true. I there was not nowhere near there were so many holes for them to fill in with a dead parent and they never did. Like Chris's they dad is never dead. took it. No. I was like, why wouldn't Chris's dad be dead? Just kill him. Wait, isn't Chris's dad dead? I don't think so. I think they say at some point. I, I would assume, right? I thought they mentioned We it. might just be assuming guys because we're so used to that's, them. That's dead. true. I didn't think they mentioned it. May their be going unmentioned. It's for yeah, it's formulaic though at this point in DCOM, so I, I did just assume. But we also get some important stuff from this, is that so she says that her dad buys her all these like also he's buying his like 16 year old daughter like multiple ATVs which is crazy and all this dirt boarding gear which that makes sense that's her hobby but like she says like it's because he never spends time with me and he's always busy with work he and likes was, to own things that's the other thing which was if she says it made like, him sound like Christian Grey yeah he said well no he says he's like closing a deal and he's like a real estate developer or something and she's like yeah he likes to own things and I immediately reached out and touched Emma on the arm and said Emma and I gonna, said don't touch me yeah, there's gonna be a thing where her dad is trying Trying to buy the surf shop. That's absolutely what they're setting 
something up because then when we saw the meeting at the bank earlier, they made a big point to show us who they were meeting with. And I was like, it's mm-hmm. going to be the dad. He's trying to buy the surf shop. That is not at all what's Luke happening. Luke was convinced he was going to be the enemy in all this. Yeah. And that's not. Oh, he's going to be the enemy. Yeah. Cause he's trying to buy the surf shop from under Carla and uh, <laughs> Johnny, but that's not at all what happens. He ends up being the hero, if anything. So they, we get a whole montage of them. Dirt boarding. Is this, and ATV, is this the one set to the Jonas Brothers? Cause there's like. Yes, it starts with a, a All American Reject song and then it morphs cause I guess they can only pay for 15 seconds of that American <laughs> Reject song and they turn it right into Hold On by the Jonas Brothers. Oh, I thought, didn't they have some plain white tees in there at one Plain point? white tees. I said All American Rejects, you're right. Yeah, plain white they, tees. yeah, they had our time now. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. But only 15 seconds of it, and it immediately is changed to a Jonas Brothers Yeah, you'll, you'll hear one of those in the break in a bit. So this montage This is- also looks like it was filmed on a Verizon chocolate, as <laughs> all the sports montages do. It's so shaky, you can, yeah. like, you, and it's intentionally, I, you can't see anyone's face. Yeah, I, well, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that's basic for this movie. I told them it looks like they're literally CGI-ing people on top of, like, certain tricks. <laughs> like, it t- sometimes they grind something, it literally looks like they just took an image of Sam, like, posing on the board, and then just dragged it's it along It's not Sam, like, it's never them actually doing these no, tricks. Of course not. It's them on the board sometimes. Whenever they're doing anything actually like dangerous or cool, it's obviously someone who knows what they're doing. Oh, this is all. There's also a super egregious one for Chris because Chris is you know oh my God, a ten year old so boy. Funny. It's he's a ten year old child, and then they, they cut and like to him mountain board, and then they cut away, and then cut back. It's clearly like a twenty year old man it's on the, a full on the board. Grown man. <laughs> did you just, see that, Dill? I did. <laughs> they I put did. in like a wig, and they tried to convince us that that was the ten year old. Like he's two feet taller. It was so funny. It's wild. But so this bundle serves as like being like, yeah, they're bonding, great. But also it serves as Johnny knows how to dirt board now like she teaches him he's a natural athlete yeah he's yeah, got he... tier dirt boarding right now like he's on it no problems whatsoever also when i saw those atvs in the garage i thought they were gonna be doing that as well and i was like how many more sports can we incorporate like we're at our cap i'm yeah. at my limit they do like, it a little bit but it's mostly to get most, to where yeah they, they, they atv board. and then they dirt board but i was like we gotta stop introducing new sports there's too uh, too many balls in there we've already done surfing snowboarding and now mountain boarding like, i can't do atving as well and skateboarding we've done multiple sports. yeah honestly i feel like dirt boarding is the sport we We've seen the least at this point. We've seen more surfing and skateboarding and ATVing and whatevering, mm-hmm. like up to this point. Like dirtboarding is not the most important thing in this movie. No. And then they get they get back to the house and the dad shows up. The dad from You Wish. Is that the dad from You Wish? Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice that at all. Good catch, Dill. Yeah, yeah. The dad he from did you look wish. familiar. He did look familiar to me. Yeah, that, yeah, that's where he's from. Didn't Which he was at a, all. Yeah, he, I mean, he was a loser in that. So like, he stepped up his game. Yeah, here. he's also only in the movie for like two minutes collectively. Like, I don't know why they felt the need to get, like, a, an actor it's not like for it's that. Brad Pitt. No, Brad but I'm saying, Pitt like, <laughs> I know. Also, when they get back, they get back to the house and he's like, oh, hey, kids, and stuff. And, like, <laughs> did you notice this scene when Chris, like, tries to, like, introduce himself yeah. as, like, like a, a young man? Like, I, it was so bizarre. He and he like can't even speak because he's a toddler. Yeah, he's like, yes, hello, sir. I am Val's uh, yeah, I was like, like dude, what the fuck? Yeah. You're a child. <laughs> like, it's because he has like a weird baby boner for her. Yeah, he's like, like trying to make yeah. an impression to her to dad. Look, like nervous, and all the actual yeah. adults around him, like, okay, freaking. There's weird. also there's also a weird disdain <laughs> that the dad has for the towards them because they're dirt boys. Like, oh, these are your 
dirtboarding friends. And I'm like, dude, you've bought her six dirtboards. Yeah, he bought her all the dirtboards, and then we find out he bought a freaking dirtboard track at the end of the movie. It's like, like, <laughs> I, just I, like I was fully expecting, like, honestly, kind of the same thing as in Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off, where it's like, I don't want you associating with these riffraff. You need to be doing something else. And she has to be like, no, parent figure. I'm I'm a tomboy. I when do this. When this movie you think it's going to zig, it totally zigs. That's yeah, I, but it, not in a good way is the problem, though. It does something less interesting. But just following up on Luke's point, this is dad is the guy that we saw them meeting with before. Right. For, yeah. Which is why I was like, clearly he's going to be trying to buy the surf Which shop. did seem, I will agree with Luke, it seemed like that was going to be more important than it actually ended up being. Also, Johnny, I think at this point, is just wearing a shirt that says Hawaii. Oh, I made a note of that later. <laughs> that yellow shirt. It's like, guys, it could be any fucking yes, lazier. Yes, it just says Hawaii. They definitely it's, found that shirt in costume. It's lazy costuming at like, its finest. They were yeah. like, perfect. They saw that yeah. bin and were like, there we go. And yeah, when I saw the dad walk in with Val, I literally, I groaned audibly and I was like are we gonna have to save a family business like is this is this gonna be the big conflict of the movie saving the family no, well, let's business get into the, what but the it's co- not really no, let's get into the conflict of the movie so, which is what we're, we're about to get into it so uh they have a great time at Val's Chris is like all excited and like yeah I kind of like Johnny now and then they go down to the surf, surf shop uh Johnny T Johnny Tsunami the grandpa is like um, oh, I hope Johnny and Chris are having a fun day today. I can't wait for Chris to come back and see what I'm planning on doing for him. And he pulls out a pair of dirtboarding wheels. And so it's like, oh, how sweet. He's going to put in some dirtboarding stuff for his new uh, son that he's getting when he marries Carla. He's trying to relate to him, forge a relationship. Lovely. And then we do a hard cut to the Dirt Devils, which, by the way, their shop is, like, darkly lit. There's, like, spotlight. Like, they're all just, like, hanging around the catchers. It's almost like a villain lair. It really is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's Troy's palace, I like. <laughs> Troy's commune, I believe is the it word. It is a commune. It is creepy as hell. It's very creepy. Yeah. And he's on the phone, and he's like, uh, no, yeah, totally, you should buy this business. It's great. It's got a market, whatever. And then he's like, competition? There's no competition. Like, don't worry. And, and he's like, come on, man. You said you wouldn't screw me on this. And the guy, like, hangs up. We don't hear. No, the guy's like, there is competition. And then it's like, and then he hangs up. Like, it's this really awkward thing where, like, you could see the guy on the other end insisted that there was competition. Yeah. And that's what sets off Troy and his monotonous min- man how, how in the hell did this mystery businessman on the phone find out that the guy next door is going to be selling like five dirt boards like how it did and that was enough no to scare idea. him off from buying a dirt board business it's the most insane thing and so then he talks to jared his right hand man and is like yo jared you said at the kappa hollow place it's just surfboards right and he's like yeah last i checked and he's like why don't you go check again and he's like yeah. all right and he pops over there and he steals like a manifest takes it back and then they're like oh man it's trucks it's wheels it's boards and i think like spidey's like that's all the same stuff you got troy and he's like yeah oh man this ain't how it goes down in hawaii in my town or whatever and that's gonna be the conflict of this movie um but before we get a little and more keep in that, mind this is just introduced to us over halfway through the movie yes we're, we're like, probably like, what, 35, 45 minutes in at this point? Oh, no, we're 54 minutes in at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's like an hour and a half. Yep. Uh, but before we get any more into this conflict, we gotta take a quick break. So, uh, take, so take a second to yourselves, audience, and we'll be getting back on board after a minute. No, nobody thought that was... I just disassociated because it was so bad. <laughs> okay. Doing my job right then. See you in a second. be Don't give up, stand till the end There's more to life than just to live Cause we're empty little 
Okay, so we're back. Johnny and Chris, Johnny, Chris, and Sam pull up to uh, John, the grandpa's surf shop, and they're like, hey, how's it going? Chris is like, we had such a great time. Cool, 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 cool. Um, and while they're talking, Troy shows up and is like, hey, I heard you might be trying to sell some uh, some dirt boards out of your uh, store. And he, and, and Johnny, Johnny Tsunami... Grandpa is just like chilly. He's just like, oh, just a couple like dirtboard things, man. We're still doing surf shop. Like, we're not going to be any real competition to you. You know, you're a, mm-hmm. you're you're the king. Of, you're the godfather of <laughs> the, you're the you're the cult leader himself. Yeah, exactly. You have a full cult. You're, the, you're the grandmaster. Yeah. Um, you not compete with your cult. Yeah, and uh, and he's like, well, yeah. Well, here's the thing, man. If it's got two wheels and a board, it goes out of my shop. It on has the four wheels. But, Four, excuse me. It's got four wheels and a board. Two wheels and a board, Luke. We, we, we don't All need right. any more sports introduced in this film. <laughs> Stop introducing new extreme sports. I cannot yeah. keep up. So he's, like, so he's like, so as long as you're selling dirtboard stuff, you we're in competition now. Since we're in competition, why don't you stop sending your little spy around our place? Referencing Chris. Referencing Chris. And Chris is like, what? Spy? I'm not a... What are you talking about? Troy, please take me to Valhalla with you guys. Or whatever cults do. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He just wants to not be kicked out of Daredevil's little. He never really was in Daredevil's, but it's okay. Yeah. And so he's like, you and I have a problem now. And so this guy... He just takes running his business way too seriously, is what I got to Well, as we learn, it's not even about running the business. The twist is, he doesn't yeah. even care about the business. He's trying to sell it and move to L.A. and, like, start a new life. And for some reason, the four dirt boards Johnny Tsunami's going to have in the corner of his store... Made that deal no ...made the deal go through. Fall, not fall, go through. Fall through, excuse me. And so, naturally, Chris, for no reason at all, is mad at Johnny... Again. Because it's... I'm, this movie just got so tedious because the same th- two things kept happening again. Something would happen. Chris would throw a tantrum. It would be Johnny's fault. Johnny would do nothing. You'd have to watch Johnny parent. It happened like three separate times and it got really, really fucking annoying. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, Chris like has a freak out and is like, I don't want to be a part of this family that you guys ruin everything for me or whatever. And he runs away. He runs away. And so Johnny goes into his room. Again, the third time he's run away. Yeah. Out of the three times he runs yeah. away. He goes into his room and is like, hey, listen, man, you need to stop being such a little shit all the time. Because, I like, also think this is where he's wearing sneakers on his bed, which like, fuck you, kid. Take <laughs> your sneakers off your bed. Emma, I, we've been over this before. Emma is always so weird about like be things being on her bed. Yeah, like, you shouldn't have shoes on your bed that's dirty. If you were just outside and you're running around in the dirt in the Hawaiian clay, and then you jump into the bed that you sleep in with your sheets on me, that's fucking disgusting, and you're disgusting. Dylan, were you bothered by this? Yeah, a little bit. But oh not, my god! I guess. Do you know what I was more bothered by in his room what? was he's got a fucking blue flyer on his wall that just says math whiz on it that's it <laughs> nothing else and that's it like the what designer was phoning it in that day yeah this over. kid are you f- this juvenile delinquent oh he's like, not a whiz in anything well i would say it's supposed to be johnny's room but johnny if you remember correctly also sucked at math or whatever <laughs> So who the where the fuck's the math genius at in this family? Maybe Johnny's dad. Maybe it goes oh, back that true. far. Remember, no, remember Johnny's dad thought like really wanted his son to be like really good at math and computers and stuff. So I bet he put it up to inspire his son. It's Johnny's <laughs> like a dad, big nerd. Yeah. Oh, I take case. it back. The set designers of yeah, genius. Keith, he was thinking about it really hard. He wow. stayed up all night thinking about that. Yeah, I think I just wrote Johnny Tsunami fan fiction by yeah. coming up with that. <laughs> Um, but so he's like, listen, dude, you gotta freaking chill. Also, the part of, probably the reason I didn't notice that is because he's always sitting on his bed. 
he's generally playing a Disney Channel video game, which is just squares moving around like an alley or whatever, which is my favorite thing. I always love when they try and depict a video game. And so he's like, listen, dude, you gotta freaking chill out. Like, you're being the worst right now. And he is not receptive to this message at all. He is just like, thanks, get out of my room, asshole. And he's like, all right, man, I guess, you know, I just can't reach this kid. Then Johnny and the grandpa have a scene where they're, like, talking about surfing. And the grandpa tells him a story about, like, when he took on too big of a wave or whatever. And he's like, ah, I feel like I've taken... I took on too much and it's dangerous. And so you get that like, he's starting to feel exasperated by trying to do the wedding and the uh, stuff, all the stuff with Chris and the store. And it was just a very nice, good scene between the two of them. I really liked it. So they just like wake up the next morning and are like, Hey, Chris is freaking gone. And they're like, what? And he's like, yeah, he's out. We don't know. They're like, yeah, it's a day that ends in Y. Chris fucking sucks. (laughs) Like he's He's gone. gone. He's pouting. Yeah. Yeah. He's off somewhere. The cops will bring him back eventually. That's what we know. Yeah. That's, that's the only thing you can rely on with Chris is that'll get hauled in by the cops. That one cop that we see every time. Yeah. He pulls the entire island. The Barney fight of Hawaii. He pulls, he patrols all the islands that make up Hawaii. They have both cop. just said the word patrol wrong. I want to point that out. Patrol? Yeah, you guys both said he, he parols the whole <laughs> island, which I thought. <laughs> which, which Dylan said it wrong, and I was like, I'll let it go. We're but just Emma thinking also about it, it because that kid's going to be on parole soon. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You're not wrong. But so he and Sam hop in the car, and they try and, you know, look all over the island and try and find him. Again, this is the second time this has happened. It's so fucking annoying. And so they go down to Dirt Devils, where he always goes. And they don't find him, but they do find Val. Who's been left behind from a cult field trip. Yes, yeah, she's she's the only one not wearing Dirt Devil's gear, obviously. And they're all like, sorry, dude, you friggin' fraternized with the enemy. You're not a Dirt Devil anymore. You're not going to demo day with us. And even Troy is like, ah, sucks to suck. Bye. And like... This adult man. This adult yeah, man. Yeah, he's a child. And again, and so before we get the whole demo day thing... All they say is, like, you can't come with us anymore. And so I was like, okay, now's the time. They're all going to a mountain board race or an event or whatever, and they're not letting her compete with them anymore. And so this is where we're going to finally get into the sports stuff and where she's going to join Johnny's team instead of That's the Dirt Devils. That's not what this they is They go at all. to this demo nope. day. So they see a professional dirt boarder go just up and down a half pipe. Well, we should, also, hang on, we should also establish the reason they go is because they imagine Chris might be there. Yes, because they all bought their tickets weeks ago. Well, <laughs> that was funny to me. I was was like, oh, this must be kind of, you know, lead event. Like, Val's like, yeah, 30 days midnight, I was on, like, getting those tickets. And they, <laughs> they ticket just, like, show up. And they're like, no, you're fine. Like, Sam and Johnny didn't have tickets. No, they didn't. I think they're probably just really excited about their tickets super far in advance. Um, I also don't know how Chris would have bought those tickets. Like, he doesn't have money. He's no. 11. And if his parents bought the tickets, how did they forget that that was And today? why would they not know to go get him? Again, yeah. Carla, parents. Well, because I think Carla has a million things on her mind, and her son is not one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's got she a a lot of balls in the air, and one of those balls is not her own Yeah, she's got 99 problems, but her son ain't one. It should be, but it's not. Not. Yeah. But so we go to this uh, demo day, which is just like people going on dirt boards over like jumps and ramps and Again, it's not the race we see at the end. No. Those rules are not applied We have not been shown that this is a racing sport. No, we've only been shown going down a mountain and going up a half pipe. That's all I've seen. We just watch a bunch of nonsense. There's a bunch of nonsense of them just going around. They're just asking, like, do you see a kid, like, this tall, whatever? They find him, then. They, fi- they find him. He's talking to Troy, and he's like, come on, Troy, I'm not a spy. You gotta let me go. Be- I was talking to Jared first. Be on the dirt devil. Yeah, let me be a dirt devil. It's all I want. I'm dying. I really want to ride for you. And then Troy comes up, and he's like, guess what, guys? We're gonna go talk to a sponsor right now. 
big time. We're doing it. And they're all like, yeah. And then he starts to walk with them. And they're like, no, no, no. You're not a dirt devil. And he's like, please just let me be a dirt devil. And Jared's like, and Troy's like, you're not a dirt devil until Jared says you're a dirt devil. And Jared's like, I'm, I forget. I've said dirt devil so many times. It's lost all meaning in my mouth. It's also the name of a vacuum cleaner. So sick, Thank man. you. Thank yeah. you, Emma, for... Yes, that is the name. It's of like they make cleaner. it sound like it's so badass. Like you're an old vacuum cleaner that nobody buys anymore. And where was I? So they're like, listen, if you gotta be a dirt devil. Oh no! First of all, Jake T. Austin challenges Jared. He's like, you just don't want to be a dirt devil because you know I'm better than you, and you don't want to go up against me. And Jared's just like, are 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 you serious? Yeah. Like, so are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, you're 11, and I'm a 17 year old god of right-hand man of this dirtboarding cult. Like, why Why would you even think you're remotely good enough? And so I was like, okay, so now we have this. So obviously what's going to happen is he is he's <laughs> going to race Chris. He's going to beat Chris's ass. And then Johnny's like, oh, now I've got a score to settle with you on behalf of my uncle. Mm-hmm. No! What happens is he says, you got to make this jump. And this then you'll insane- be a dirt Dangerous death trap of a jump. Yes. So show up there tomorrow at this time. If you make the jump, you're Dirt Devil. Otherwise, I don't want to see you ever again. And he's like, deal. I'm in it. No problem. So the challenge is totally unheated. I don't know why that was necessary. And Johnny hears it and goes, well, all right, time to go home, you little fucking runaway. And also, you're not doing that. That's just not happening. Yeah. Because, you know, the rehearsal dinner is tomorrow. Yes. So that's that's like you can't do it. And he's like, "Mm, okay, we'll see. And, like, I think, well, I think they have a more of an extended talk that's just like, dude, freaking look, you know you've been a goddamn thorn in everyone's side this entire movie. Tomorrow is the rehearsal dinner for your mother's wedding. It's one of the most important days of her life. Please, for the love of God, just sit in a corner and do nothing. That this all And then asking. we cut to the rehearsal dinner, and they're all setting up for it, and he fakes it, right? Like, JT Austin starts, like, pretending that he's Yeah, he there. starts to, like, get on board. He's like, yeah, I'll go help Johnny. Yeah, whatever. He's, like, helping set up, and, like, you think, like, oh, yeah, there's no way that's happening. Like, Johnny is... Johnny's not like that bright. Like, yeah, this was big. This was big kids movie writing, where it's like any normal person would be suspicious. I was like, come between, on, between man. not getting the signs that Val was very down, and then this kid like, oh, I'll help now. And Johnny's like, oh wow, I'm sure this kid matured in the last ten seconds. Yeah, he's not also th- not even that. Like, not even assuming that he matured, he's run away three times yeah. before. We should be on the lookout for him running away now. Any rational person would handcuff Jake T. Austin <laughs> to, a to, table, a, to a table. To a table. Mm-hmm. Like we, he's like fool me. Once, shame on <laughs> you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times, am I okay mentally? Like, come on, Johnny. No, like, fool me three times, bad writing. Bad writing. Yeah. But, uh, but so he's like, yeah, they gotta go get him, send him to the store to get some ice or whatever. And he's like, okay. And then Jake Joss is like, I'm coming too. And they're like, don't see any problem with that. And then he lets him go to a one-stall bathroom alone. It's like, have you ever seen any prison movie ever? Don't yeah. do that. Yeah, 100%. And so he and Johnny's in line and he sees like someone move outside like with a bunch of dirt board gear. And he's like, oh no. And he dashes out and he can't find him. They're just like, ah. He also stashed him. that shit in his trunk without him noticing. Yeah, how did he do that? He's 11 again. And I also love, yeah, that Johnny's like, fuck, I can't believe I fell for that. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then they go look for him and Val goes, I can't believe you fell for that. They did, they did. <laughs> I did that. laugh at that part. Yeah, really like, hitting like, home, like, like Johnny. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding? Can you pretend? Or like me either, Johnny. I can't believe I would've, it. I would have loved if after he said, "I can't believe I fell for that," they just played like the Price is Right loser sound, like that, <laughs> like just like you're a freaking idiot. But so they come sprinting. I'm trying to stop him from doing this jump. 
jump, which is like over which, a Yeah, bulge. by the way, it takes him an inordinate amount of time to figure out where he's going. Yeah, Jerry's like, where could he be? It's like, um, yeah, the, the fucking place he place said he, he, wanted said to go. he would go. <laughs> like, you idiot. And like, yeah, they're at like the top of the hill. And then Jared's, of course, like, yeah, kid, if you make this jump and don't die, you'll be on, you'll be a dirt devil. They're hoping this 12 year old kid, like, dies. Dies, yeah, they're, they're, dies. they're accessories to manslaughter, absolutely. Like I said, this is Manson murder-esque, the whole thing. And also, like, these are the Manson women, but, like, except they're 12-year-old skateboarders. My thing with this also is, like, he has very singular motives in this whole movie, like, running away, going to the Dirt Devils. He does the same thing every time, and it's, like, the last 30 minutes in this movie, and they still can't figure out where he is. I'm like, fucking come on! <laughs> or figure out how to stop him. Or figure out how to stop him. Like, he's done the same thing yeah, every th- th- time. Th- this kid wants one thing in life. You guys haven't figured it out yet. And, like, that's always where he's gonna be. That's yeah. just, we follow them, that's where he'll be. But so he, they see, they're, like, doing at the bottom of the hill, just like, don't do it, Jake T. Austin. And then, uh, Jared's like, it's decision time. Are you gonna be a devil or... A grom. What the fuck is a grom? I... I would have loved that slang would have been introduced previously. Earlier. Yeah, remember how they introduced us to this Urchin and Sky slang in the first movie? For this one, they decided to throw Grom at us for no reason. I don't know what Grom is, but I'm guessing it's bad? I, 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 I'll look might, it up. I must Google But he now. does it, and he, um, guess what, guys? Eats mad shit. Yeah. And breaks his fucking arm he open. He breaks his goddamn arm. He did make the jump, though. Well, he didn't stick the landing, though. Yeah. Again, the rules weren't clearly defined, though. It was basically like, you make it or you die. And he yeah. technically did make it. He didn't that, die. No, that actually would have been hilarious if after that he'd been like, but I did do it, so give me my Dirt Devils jersey. <laughs> like yeah. Grom said- is a shortened from the word grommet, used mainly in surf culture, but is also used in mm. the skateboarding community as well. A grom is a young kid, usually under the age of 15, that likes to surf or skateboard. A grom serves is gender neutral, both male and female. Groms are known for going out either in the ocean, surfing, or okay. street skateboarding. I get it. But, so they definitely... But have, surfing and skating with all their hearts. I mean, this is the longest... So division. there was definitely a scene where he, Jared like called... There was definitely a scene where Jared called a Johnny Tsunami... Called, damn it. Called Johnny Kapahala a Grom, and that got cut. And so it doesn't make any... So he's saying, are you going to be one of us or go with the Grom? That's mm-hmm. definitely. I don't know, but it said it's for skateboarding too. But this isn't skateboarding. This is dirt boarding. A totally different sport. Yeah. So Jake T. Austin's arm is broken. The Dirt Devils piece out of there because you know they're 100 percent responsible for this. And like they call Carla and the grandpa, and they ruin the rehearsal dinner basically because they have to take Chris to the hospital and get his arm fixed. And they say it's just like a fracture. It's not that big of a deal, which I find impossible because he freaking. They also wiped show out. him back up in the place with the, in the most old timey like sling. Do you ever notice that it's like yeah, it's like white and gauze like wrapped around like tied to his neck. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, uh, people like in the infirmary like in World War Two films have that kind yeah. of That's like thin white like. sheet. I was like, it's really? Like, you know how it's slings now are like blue plastic and they have like adjustable straps mm-hmm. and like Velcro. This was straight up like a white gauze sheet. Like yeah. something they pulled a, off a, a bed. It was a pillowcase. That's exactly what it was. Um, and, but so he rolls up and everyone's just like, oh my gosh, Chris, can't believe you almost died. Whatever. And then Johnny chimes in saying, actually, it was pretty cool. And I, and me and I was said it like the same time. Johnny, read the room. Read, yeah. That's literally my note is read the room. Not like, the dude. time, my man. You dummy. And, and, and so I was also confused because it's just them there. Like, so was there, how many people are supposed to be coming to this wedding and this rehearsal dinner? Cause there's nobody there. But no, no one goes to the wedding either. There's yeah. like, there's like Val is the only guest and the cop. They invite Val they and the cop, the cop and that's about it. Cause that cop, they spent more time with him than Chris. He's always at their house bringing Chris back. That's true. Yeah. They're like best friends at this point. So they're all like, you know, upset. 
and whatever. How does this transition into the store being destroyed? Because the cop shows up, and they're like, oh, no. And I was like, were they somewhere illegal again? And he looks at both of them and just says, don't worry, it's not about you. And he's like, Johnny T, got some bad news for you, brah. Uh, your store. And they're like, what? And we cut into the store. Destroyed. This destroyed. The merchandise is all on the floor. The displays are knocked over, et cetera, et cetera. And so I thought this was the way this was going to happen was, like, Troy was going to show up or something and be like, oh, man, real shame what happened to your yeah, shop wink, there, wink. Tsunami. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It was a real shame that all that had to happen. Also, I, I, who I, possibly love, done I love when Troy does show up, though, and was it Val that goes, like, speak of the devil? Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's that's it. Also, I, I, I love it. At this point, that Troy looks like a low-rent version of Luke Wilson. Like, he's got <laughs> a similar look to him. Like, if Luke Wilson was, like, way less hot and way weirder, that would be what Troy looks like. I could see that yeah i'll buy that but but that's not what happens they're just all kind of distraught that the store is off stuff because you know they have to make that deadline and he's like oh it'll be fine the bank will give us an extension i'm sure whatever um and then like immediately they're just like oh we caught the guy like it, within five seconds of the scene shifting it's before or after troy shows up though it's before, before. troy before yeah. troy shows up okay. and it's jared and i was like oh snap jared of course bad guy and I was like, and so now I'm like, okay, so they caught him. They're like, because they just say we caught him skulking around. And I was like, nah, see, they don't have enough to pin him. He's going to come get him. They well, do yeah, because I'm saying this is what I thought, is that he's just skulking around. Obviously, they know he did it, but they won't have enough evidence. But they're like, no, we found him with all of this dull merchandise. <laughs> just burying it behind <laughs> dirt devils. Why did that, why was that your plan? Half he's, of this podcast he's, is Luke I mean, he's talking about smart. how he thought things were going to go. Yeah, because I think it's really crazy that it doesn't go this way. And, not, and like, it does something different, not in a good way. Because, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So he was just burying all the dirt board merchandise. Like, why did he decide to do that? <laughs> what was to be gained? And, like, so they freaking cuff him and take well, him Well, probably, away. no, probably because, like, Troy coerced him and Troy's like, hey, like, I'm, you know, I'm the master. Like, I'll protect you. Like, it's, like I said, it's a cult. Like, it's a cult. there's no, yeah, that's they'll true. do whatever. That's true. You're 100% Charles right. Charles Manson didn't actually commit any murders. Members of his cult did. I don't know enough about Charles Manson to deem that inaccurate or accurate. It's accurate. Take your word. word. But so, yeah, they they take Jared away. They're like, we're going to have to talk to you downtown. And I was like, talk to him. You better put some handcuffs on him right now and arrest him because that's all the proof you need. And then Troy shows up and he's just like, whoa, how crazy tsunami that this happened. That sucks. And, like, the police are like, hey, we're going to need to check your store. And he's like, oh, yes, you have my full cooperation. And I'll give my credit to this actor that he's doing a good job of being like, oh, yeah, I know I didn't do anything wrong, but I'm going to be an asshole about this. He sucks. Yeah. Everyone knew that, obviously, like, yeah, Troy told Jared to do this. Because, like, and yeah. the, like, I, I just feel like at the end of the film, they kind of make it, like, made it, like, uh, you know. Oh, no, like, yeah, we did... Well, I, I guess I don't want to spoil that right now, but... No, you can do it. It's fine. We've been jumping all around. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I was just going to say, like, on one hand, I feel like at the end they kind of make it like, oh, no, like, yeah, it was Troy, like, Jared confessed and shit. Like, yeah, no shit. But also, yeah. like, <laughs> at, at this scene, they were like, oh, no, I guess Troy's kind of off the hook, even though, you know, he looks at Jared and Jared's like, you know, gives that look like, are you fucking kidding me? Obviously, Troy. They shared a meaningful long gaze. It was just, yeah. it, it was suspicious. odd. I don't, yeah, I, it was just odd. Wouldn't it, like, if you were Jared, wouldn't you be, like, right there, be like, Troy, what the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> it's, Dylan, it's a cult. They've been trained to not speak I guess. against yeah. their leader. They had, the police had to deprogram Jared. Yeah, I guess. They, they gave him electric, like, shock therapy, and that's yeah. how he was able to turn on him by the end. But, 
I will say, guys, I don't think I've ever had a harder time. And, like, I always have a hard time. Luke is having a hard time. And Dylan's ever. We've never had a harder time trying to recite the plot of the movie. Because <laughs> it goes so all over the place between 15 different problems. It's pretty difficult. It's not a normal narrative arc. I'm, like, I'm always like, what happens next? Like, we're in a climax of the movie. And I cannot remember what happens next. What happens next? What happens next is... Isn't there an emotional scene where yep. she's like, I'm not getting married to she you? She breaks yes. up with him. Carla, Carla breaks up with the grandpa. She did a pretty good job in this scene honestly yeah it's a good scene it's a like it's a genuine like i I wrote down the same it's the same thing as like the scene with him and johnny earlier like a genuinely good heartfelt emotional scene also the lights are kind of low and it's kind of sensual and they're like they're really close together and i was like i kind of see why they were into each other (laughs) but and and and, and carla is good and also the grandpa's good where she's where she's like listen i'm gonna have to stop doing the store i'm sure you'll get back your money and he's just like I don't want the money. I want you. I want to marry you and be Chris's dad. And it's just and touching. And she's going to take Chris back to Philadelphia. She's like, I, I fucked up. I shouldn't have tried to eat yeah. on my way to Hawaii. I've destroyed my family. Yeah. And now this store is a failure. Very good scene. And then, and Chris also sees all this and we kind of like runs away. He's like, he's kind of upset about it. Yeah. It's so weird that Chris runs away. It's pretty out of character for him. And I know. Yeah. It's bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I just, I, 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 yeah, we're talking about how bad this movie's written. I can't believe they wrote something so out of character for Chris. It's wild. Really left turn in his character. Yeah. But then something. Then. <laughs> is that that's the rest of the I, we can say that for literally any point in this movie and then something happens I don't know and, what happens now when does Val come yelling yes this is where Val comes yeah when Johnny's, Johnny's like alright I know the one person that could get his shit together maybe yeah cause Jim I T. Austin's wearing sneakers on his bed again in this uh, scene shut up about the damn sneakers I'm a, because like yeah so the grandpa I think tells Johnny like it's not happening Carl and I aren't getting married we're not doing the shop and he's of course like no 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 you guys are great for each other you gotta do the shop um, it's all Chris's goddamn fault because he's such a prick. Okay, I think I know finally how to reach him and turn this whole thing around. I also will say, like, I did say at this point, like, so after Val comes and yells at him and straight up is just like, hey, listen up, fucker. Like, you yeah. are an ungrateful prick. You have people that love you. You have a nice-ass house. You have friends. You have a cool uncle or nephew, Uncle Johnny, like, who just wanted you to like him, you dumb piece of shit. Like, she just yells at him. He's terrified of her and is like, okay, yeah, I guess you're right. But I did have this note, like, no part of this is fun. Like, this is not a <laughs> fun-hearted teen movie like like i don't care about bank repossession of property or about these two old people breaking up like there should be a sports competition happening here should there not be like why this is a disney channel original movie which honestly i feel like was kind of our problem with the first johnny tsunami too was that it was all about the family drama but this is all about like family slash business drama and like i am here to watch someone be back on board so let's get him on a board (laughs) get get me on board by getting him on board board. get him back on board i liked uh i liked Val's line here when she goes, oh yeah, Jared, it's a lion for loser. <laughs> that was good. That was good. She has some good one-liners. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. Dylan, who did you like better, Val or Hannah? Ooh, probably Val, honestly. Oh, okay. Hot I think tight. I liked Val better. Too. I was I was a big fan of Val. But the supporting cast and the rest of the supporting cast and Eddie's was way better because they had what? some psycho friends like TV. <laughs> you had TV. <laughs> honestly i'll say it i think dp chris and the fucking brother in uh ultimate christmas present would all be good pals they just they just like wine and, and chris would yeah. get along like yeah like literally a house on fire because they would set the house on fire themselves. well no dp set the house on fire <laughs> yeah i know that's what i'm saying they would get on like a house on fire r.i.p uh db's parents yeah mm-hmm <laughs> 
Guys, I just had a flashback to Eddie's fucking laugh. Why is this making me laugh harder than anything? <laughs> I had a flashback to Eddie's. just us laughing at our old Eddie's jokes. Really making me laugh harder than... No, not even our old jokes. I just had a flashback to Orlando Brown in that movie. 30 years old, like, <laughs> with a beer gut sitting in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Watching the Yankees in the... T- <laughs> with a portable TV, like, smoking a fucking mouth of Marlboro. Like, it was... <laughs> As 12 year old kids act around him. (laughs) Alright, we need to finish this movie. Sorry. So, uh, (laughs) so Val. Val manages to finally break my face. You guys are still laughing about it. Not even about the movie we're watching. I'm literally just picturing Orlando Brown with a fucking cigar in a dugout. I forgot about that movie, and now it's all coming back. Oh, wow. That was our first July movie. I love that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Okay. I don't even remember where we were. It's no fucking uh, Well, that's the theme movie. of this whole fucking thing. Where, where were we? <laughs> what um, just happened? They broke up. Val yelled at him. They. Oh, they, yeah, that's it. So Val. They have a scene on the beach where he, after Val yells at Chris, Chris is like, I really fucked up. And Johnny's like, yeah, you really Yeah, obviously, did. you idiot. <laughs> And, and so they fix the store up. They like in a they, few hours. They, in like they, a, a night. In they like a somehow manage Johnny, Sam, the replaced friend, and Chris, and they build an entire volcano. Volcano, which is yeah. like the size of a person. And I go, yeah. how fucking fast did they do that? Yeah, and they like put dirt boards on it. So basically, they're like they fix the entire store. Four children fix the entire store, and they built this whole display. And they basically are like, we're gonna tell freaking Troy to go suck a dick. Like, we're going to sell dirt boards here even more than we were planning on it. We're going to make it even worse for him. And like, did they do, like, the big grand opening. Carla's, you know, crying, all happy, whatever. Yeah, then they have, like, the, the showdown kind of with Troy. Yeah, because, so they... This is the big showdown, basically, this movie for, I thought. I was like, yeah, there's not going to be a competition. They just straight up battle with their words. Yeah, so they go over to Dirt Devils, and, like, I try to remember the exact beats of this convo. I have no idea what happened. Is Troy says, I'm going to make sure you lose your whole place and everything in it. Like, he wants lives to suffer. Well, right, because first they they come and they're like, listen, we don't want this to be a whole thing. Yeah. Just let us be chill. And Troy's like, no, I'm going to destroy you. And then they're like, well, we're just going to have to see who does dirtboarding better. And they get, like, the famous dirtboard guy that was at the demo day that we skipped over to come. And they're like, whoa, that's this famous dirtboard guy. Crazy. And he's like, hey, Johnny T. So, like, he's already hooked up Johnny yeah. T with being, like, like, like his, his exclusive, like, dirtboards that, yes. like, he makes or something like that. And so they're all freaking out. And then they're, and then he's like, trust me, once you're, you've died down and you got the famous guy leave, they're all gonna be coming back to me. You've got nothing. Or whatever. And like, uh, and then they have an argument. Oh, I think that's what it is. They walk over during an argument with the, Val's the, dad. Val's dad. Cause Val's dad was gonna buy the store. He's trying to sell this sort of thing. And he's like, yeah, no, not gonna happen. And it's partially because A, Troy's a prick. B, there's competition. But it's also because he kicked out the daughter of the guy he was trying yeah, to get. Good move, Troy. Good move, idiot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> freaking what? I, I don't know. So I, they oh, actually, in. no. They make a point to say he didn't know. Because like Val walks over and then he's like, oh, she's your, and then she's like, yeah. Idiot, dumb. Dumbass. But, like, so they walk over. This is how this conversation goes. It just all came back to me. Okay. They walk over. Val's dad is in an argument with cult leader Troy. And cult leader Troy's like, please buy my business still. Like, I, I need I need funds for my cult. And he's like, please buy my business. And they're like, what? Like, buy our business? And, like, it comes, like, they didn't know that he was selling the business. And 
Val's dad outs him and, like, makes him look like an ass. And I was like, yeah, he's trying to sell me his business and move to California. And all yeah. the Dirt Devils are like, what? You're going to leave? And he's like, yeah, you fucking kids. I don't care about you. I just care about that money. money. And he's like, yeah, but I'm not selling to you now. I'm not buying it now because, like, there's this surf shop and, like, you are fucking suck. You suck. Yeah. yeah. Because you almost got my daughter inducted into your cult. Yeah. And he's like, you're the worst. And then, like, the pro guy likes Johnny Tsunami's place. And then you also, yeah, kick my daughter out. And then Troy's like, oh, my daughter? What? And then he realizes that they're related. And then somehow this escalates. Guys, I'm having such a hard time with so it now. They, they, so he, Troy freaking blows a gasket and is like, I'm going to kill your entire family. That's, not what, I, that's what I said here, though, in my notes. I was like, so we bested the bad guy by not buying out his small business? That's how we win this? Like, that's the win? I guess. And he's like... Again, this whole film, we're not really sure. Is it family? Is it business? Is it uh, it's some not type of sport. board sport? It's not sports. The sports is off the table. Except for right here where it's about to be put back on the table for no reason. Because he's like, I'm gonna freaking destroy your entire business no matter what it costs me. And then Johnny's like, okay... I'm the protagonist of Disney Channel Original Movie. Clearly, there's only one way to solve this. Troy, you say you're the godfather of dirtboarding, but I've never seen you board. And he's like, yeah, so I'm going to challenge you to a competition. It's just, it's so random. It's completely out of nowhere. Should it have really been Johnny versus Troy? Also, it would have been a great twist if Troy couldn't dirtboard and he was a fraud cult leader. That would have been a really good twist. It would be total fraud. Yes, that would have been an amazing twist. And that actually would have made sense as to why Johnny could beat him because, again, he's a grown man and Johnny's who's been dirtboarding apparently his entire life and Johnny's been dirtboarding two times. But, uh, this is where Johnny says that in the Tsunami family or Kapahala family, they settle things with their skills. Exactly. So he says, I'm challenging you to a race. Um... I win. Everybody's just chill. We can sell whatever we want. If you win, we'll take all the dirt boards out of the store and just be the surf shop like we wanted. And Isn't that the stakes? Those are such low stakes. That's, they're very low stakes. That's incredibly low. Yeah. yeah. What, they yeah, still get to much. operate their surf shop and nothing bad happens? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. I mean, Troy's getting prosecuted no matter what. Yeah. They're, 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 the charges are being filed. And so he's like, freaking, you've only been dirt boarding for like two days. Absolutely. We're on. And then the, the freaking dad who owns the bank is like, ah, I think I may be able to <laughs> help with this situation he and we do a, a cut we, do it, like, we cut to a dirtboard track like brand new all fresh it's still being set up at the time and he's like yes you know my daughter i support her love for dirtboarding so much i bought her this dirtboard track and you can all use it and for i was your like, weird competition between an adult man yeah, and, a child. And, a child. <laughs> and i was like weren't you supposed to be the bad guy and I not like that she's dirtboarding and he's like nope no. i'm the most supportive father ever put to screen and they're like like, okay, great. And so they, then they line Yeah, he's up like, I'll, f- I'll facilitate this pissing contest that, like, actually has real world financial, like, yes. consequences. <laughs> uh, well, apparently he's got more money than God. So also, just, yeah. also, they line up for this fucking dirtboard thing. And this is what I was saying before. It was like, I love learning the rules to a sport <laughs> in the last 10 minutes of the movie. Start. Yeah, well, Sam literally describing the rules. Who went dirtboarding once and sucks. Yeah, why would it not be Val? Why Sam would... gets up there and he's like, all right, you got to go down the mountain. Whoever gets on fastest, there's going to be three jumps. Over those three jumps, you're going to do three tricks. Points are scored. I was like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, if you don't land your three tricks, you don't I was like, done. what? There, is there a score? Is there a judge? And then they're like, and we're off. And I was like, I don't know what I'm looking for no. here. <laughs> and and, and uh, speaking of not knowing what you're looking for, the entire 
entire race down this mountain is done, like we said, shaky cam, filters oh, yeah. over, filters. Shot. It is incomprehensible to find out what's going on. I in this could race. not tell who was who. And keep in mind, this wasn't supposed to be an adult man and a 17 year old child. Couldn't tell them apart. Nope. I, it was shot on Verizon chocolate. <laughs> I could not tell you what was going on. Shot on Verizon chocolate that put through iMac photo booth. I, oh my God. It was, I, at one point, I'm not kidding, guys. I turned to Luke. And I was like, I can't, I actually looked away. And I was like, I'm I'm feeling ill watching this. It made me feel sick to watch to keep watching the shaky cam. It gave me like vertigo. It gave me vertigo. I had to like look away for a few minutes before I could look back because I was like, I cannot continue to watch this. And like I said, so I was willing to let this slide in the first movie. Obviously, in the first movie, Johnny had not been snowboarding that long, and he beat the guy who had been skiing all his life. Whatever. They were both kids. This is a grown adult who apparently invented dirt boarding. Johnny's He's been like, done close. it twice. And and Johnny kicks his ass. Because, you know, like, okay, so what it does happen in the race is, like, there's some back and forth. The Troy leads most of the time. Johnny overtakes him. Did you guys notice if you look closely at Johnny's dirt board, there are stickers on it, and one of the stickers, like, the biggest sticker on it is the New Zealand flag? No, I did not notice that. That makes a lot of sense, because it was filmed in New Zealand. Yeah, they just picked up that board. I, I don't really know, but yeah. Uh, but so there's a lot of back and forth. Johnny, uh, Troy's leading most of the time. Johnny overtakes him for some of it. But then he, Johnny, like, kind of falters at one point, and Troy gets a big lead, and so they, we go to the trick portion, because there's a trick portion, as Emma mentioned, and he does his first one fine, but then Troy freaking, I think he does his first two okay, but on the last one, Troy just freaking wipes out the godfather of dirtboarding. He stacks, yeah. He stacks, and then freaking Johnny just comes over the ridge, just like a golden god in the sun that he is, and uh, lands the trick, and he's like, yeah, I did it, I won, and like... Uh, he crashes some hay bales because he still doesn't really know how to stop. Because again, he's been doing it for two days. Yes. And then everyone... they also run over like his grandpa and dad run over like he's dead. And I'm like, keep crashing into some hay, guys. He's yeah, that's fun. why the hay is there. And they run over the. Are you okay? Can you hear us? I'm like, yeah. He's got a like a million pads on helmet, and he ran into a hay mm-hmm. wall. And so... then they send those guys to prison. Yeah, I did. The cops just show... cops just shows up in a restaurant and is like, yeah, we got a confession out of Jared. He said you. uh facilitated him committing a felony you're an accessory to it uh you're going away for a long time pal sucks to suck and like and honestly it's very rushed but i honestly do like that we actually see him getting arrested yeah it's like prison yay i feel like we don't get to see that in a lot of like remember in freaking avalon high when it's just like a security just being like this way sir you're all no they fully put this guy in cuffs he's in cuffs because they deprogrammed jerry just in time yeah exactly um and also something important to note about the race that me and emma noticed is that it's 99 percent them skateboarding the mountain boarding and, like, 1% crowd shots. It needed way more crowd shots to, like, balance out the action. It's also so I could know if what was going on was yeah. good or bad. It needed some facial reactions because yeah. I don't and know. Because it's, like, at one point they finally start cutting in people for the crowd being like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, thanks. That's what it's missing because I've been staring at people's feet for goddamn That's why I feel minutes. like I'm going to puke into my own shoes. Yeah, it's been, it's terrible. But, yeah, so then he gets arrested. I don't know what happens to the Dirt Devil store in lieu of him getting arrested. But then they get married. My only note with the wedding was, like... One, yeah, no one was really there. But two, I was so fucking open that Sam was going to be, like, the minister of this thing. Because he's <laughs> literally good. done every single he other can do it all. job he can do it all. For, for the Tsunami family. Like, that would have been really funny, actually. That would have been beautiful. That, that's a good suggestion. A couple yeah. things would have really come full circle. Yeah, and then there's an ending scene that I just wrote down was really necessary, like, sarcastically, but I have no memory of what it was. Are they all surfing? Is it surfing, Dylan? Do you remember? I think it's surfing. I don't know. My last show was about Sam. Okay, who cares? That's Johnny Kabahala <laughs> back it, on board. That's it, and that's it, folks. <laughs> this, who cares? This, this is a, Dylan, I don't know what I was about Sam. 
<laughs> it's so good. Sam really was the best part of that movie. In that it made no sense that he was there at all, but no. that he served every fucking Had day. they called him, like, Steve and taken out the army backstory, it would have been, I would have cared at all. No it's one would have cared. Exact thing. Yeah. So that's Johnny Capahala back on board. Yes, it is. We There's no tagline or anything, so let's just talk about this. This is a very confusing and challenging yes, film. Yes, it is. To, just to get your mind around, because, like, it's not bad in a blatant way. It just makes so many confusing decisions. Many confusing decisions. That, like, you leave, your head feels like you're, it's spinning at the end of it. Yeah, I, I agree. It's No, it's definitely not, like, absurdly terrible or, or cheat, like, in any way, like, a, you know, some other ones are. But it's also just, like, uh, like I st- what, I still what really... decision are they making here? And it, they, they needed a stronger decision. Well, the made. other thing that I'm saying, guys, I don't know how to review this movie, but all I can tell you is... I enjoyed myself watching it, but then when you asked me to recite the plot back, I couldn't fucking do it. I didn't know when what happened because it took such a weird narrative path with 15 different yeah, things repeating need- itself and like a kid running away the three times and it all feeling the same, but then also there was a million different plots. Yeah, they needed I, to make some stronger decisions about what this movie was about, definitely. There was not a clear definitive like Vision. like inciting incident, build to the climax, you know, yeah. it, like descending action. Like I could not tell you guys what order things happened in this movie and it was really difficult to piece it Together. But I mean, like, I still really like all the characters. I think it's, like, got, uh, it's got some good bits and whatnot. Yeah. And I think as a sequel to Johnny Tsunami, I think I might honestly kind of like it a little bit more than the original Johnny Tsunami just because, no, well, hang on. What did I rate the original Johnny Tsunami? I should look that up before I make that determination. Dylan, as someone who loved the original Johnny Tsunami, what, like, do you think it's on par, on par or a little worse? I still prefer Johnny Tsunami a little bit, but I think some of that's just, like, nostalgia. nostalgia. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, this one's probably a, a like a better film. No, I don't know if I'd say that. I think no, because I think I, I, I think I, so. Johnny like I is think, a good character in this, honestly. I think it's a better experience than the first Johnny Tsunami, but um I think the first one definitely had a much clearer plot. Narrative. Yes, it had a narrative. Uh, it's a fish out of water story. And it's also maybe a... I liked Johnny more in this. I don't know. That's yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. what yeah, that was my point now. Yeah, Johnny was like great in this. Like he's like a young adult. Much more likable character. Yeah. Chris on the other hand. Mm, hate that guy. Ugh. Go fuck yourself. What do we rate it? Yeah, Emma, what would you rate? I would give this a six. Mm. Maybe a five point five. I, I think I'm gonna do five point five because that's a little bit better than the original, in my opinion. Yeah. But, but... That's Still a, some weird choices. Which I, which I honestly think people might be upset about because I feel I like don't care. I feel like everybody remembers Johnny Tsunami fondly like Dylan does, but we when we first watched it were not super hot on it. And so now that we're saying like the sequel that was made eight years later uh, is a little Such bit better than the original, choice. I think it's going to be kind of controversial. But that's that's the truth, folks. Don't care, Dylan. What what, what do you think you'd give it? I'd say six and a half. Oh yeah, it's pretty, mm, yeah, like pretty good. It's a little more. He I, really likes Sam. <laughs> I like this franchise, and Sam's the fucking beast. Yeah. 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 Would, do, Sam. do you think in 2019 we could do Johnny Tsunami three? I mean, we don't how have old a, is that? We, actor? we don't. We don't have much time. To, we don't have much to talk about the end. Yeah, so let's, John, let's, let's, is let's do a T quick. Alive? Yeah, he absolutely is. Let's, he has to be still alive. Let's do a quick treatment for Johnny Tsunami. Well, 3. Lee Thompson Young is not still alive. So That's true, but gone. he wasn't in the last one, in the middle one. So we had to draft that other guy. Yeah, or he could be recast. Like, it's like James Bond. He gets recasted. Mm, at, at every movie, time. Every time. Um, so what sport do we have? To, what do we want to have Johnny do in Johnny Tsunami 3? He should be hoverboarding. That's the last yes. board. It's the board of 
identity. Oh, it, no, other way around. It takes place like a hundred years in the future with real hoverboards. Like it, like it's Xenon level. Like it's, we do a Johnny Tsunami Xenon crossover, and he's hoverboarding now, and he's got to learn how to do that which, with uh, frictionless skating. I'm sure, I'm sure he'll master it in a day. Of course, his grandpa is still alive, and on his third wife, he's 25. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, yeah, so there's no tagline this month, but uh, that's our ratings. Emma, why, where can people find you on the internet? They can find me at Emma Stone Tyler on Twitter and on Instagram. Awesome. You can find me on Twitter at Wildfire underscore King. You can find my Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash Lucas Tyler. Thank you, everybody, who's helping me out there. And then, of course, you can find us on Twitter at Decomedy Podcast. So give us a follow, become a loyal comrade, and you'll know when uh, new episodes are coming out. I hate to interrupt myself. But I just wanted to chime in real quick and make sure you guys all know what's going on. Thank you so much for bearing with us with the delay of the Johnny Capahala episode. We really wanted to have Dylan on again, and uh, just scheduling made it difficult with Emma moving and everything. Also want to let you know that if you go to our Twitter right now, you can vote um, in the polls for the next round of DCOM Choice Awards. It should come out around halfway through the month, and then our anniversary episode sh- will probably come out a couple days after the end of the month because we're going to be traveling so I'll check for it after labor day thanks so much guys and of course you can find uh you can find us on audioentropy.com with a bunch of other great podcasts that you should absolutely check out i'm sure you'll find one you love you should also rate and review us on itunes it really helps us to show out a lot and thank you so much for everyone who's given us reviews so far we're past 100 reviews which is what we really wanted so thank you so much guys emma what are we watching next month we are it's our anniversary so you know we gotta it's go anniversary. big We're starting a new season. or go home bra and like to keep the uh tradition going the past uh i guess you know i i you're not gonna get any of the references i'm about to make because okay. you've never seen the movie luke's never seen this movie i have but it's one of our most requested if not the most requested movie that we get from people that i know people that i don't know uh personally but i know it's got a special place in a lot of people's hearts so we're next month for our anniversary we are watching brink come on brink jump it grind and pound it slam the ramps and show you on come on brink take the money glory or fame soul skaters riding that perfect way come on brink let's go show what soul skaters all about Let's, like let's Blade Bra? Let's Blade Bra. Is that that's from Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, more X Games style sports, which I'm for sure yeah. super stoked about. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's, get ready, y'all. Get ready. Season four, we're starting. Dylan, thank you so much for joining us. Of course. I hope you had a lovely time. We always have a lovely time having you. I know. <laughs> Um, but it's like I know. <laughs> I am a pleasure. To I, have. Yeah. Um, so I hope you'll join us again. But I think that's gonna do it for us, folks. Come back next month for Brink. Very exciting, and uh, we will see you then. Decoms forever. Bye bye. Bye. Do you want to say goodbye, Dylan? Nah. <laughs> Fair enough. Mahalo. Let's get uh, yeah, no, 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 it would be aloha. Mahalo is that Whatever, nephew. fuck off, Pono. Look, <laughs> oh, Chrissy, here comes the nephew. Hey, how's it, bro? Great. I'm Johnny. Jared. This is Bo, Spidey, and Rooster. 
And Val. Hey. Hey. That's um, a dirt board, right? Some people call it a mountain board. Do you ride? He surfs. Wow, that's so Hawaiian of you. You live here, right? For now? Yeah. Tomorrow? Who knows? <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I get it. Uh, you're all from the mainland.